0: Welcome, everyone, to Comics from the Multiverse, episode 305. I am Peter, and joining me, thankfully, returning is Matt. Hey, what's up?
1: And Connor's here, too. Yeah, i definitely got to show up.
0: (laughs) This is a DC Comics podcast. We get together every week. We talk about the DC Comics we read. And coming up on this week's show, we have Superman, Son of Kal-El, issue 11, Wonder Woman 787, Batgirls issue 6, Batman Urban Legends issue 5, well, I'm assuming Matt read that anyway, <laughs> I never actually asked uh, him.
2: I'm only
3: going to talk about the two two stories, I'm not going to do the full bore okay. this time, I learned my
0: lesson. Okay, uh, we got Naomi season 2 issue 3, Jurassic League issue 1, and The Sandman Universe Nightmare Country issue 2. So those are all the
1: books coming up. Just I'm out of sure. interest, Pete, did you catch up on that? No.
3: Okay, Okay. my shop didn't have that, and I did not realize it came out,
1: so <laughs> just me, I did not read that. Yeah, it's just a comment. Yeah, you're missing out. <laughs>
3: I I, I will tell my shop that... Um, sort it out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. last well, i got to go back
0: yeah. down with a, a wrench. Where the hell is my copy?
3: Yeah. To be fair, they had a very big free comic day that they're still recovering from, so... Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: We go, we go back down with a wrench in his hand, just so that... His, yeah. as, as he's yelling, he's been very threatening to be holding a wrench. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Y'all
3: need plumbing work.
0: <laughs> you don't have to actually see you're going to hit anyone. It's just it's the implication that you're angry. Yeah. And you're holding a wrench, yeah. so they're worried about what you're going to do with the wrench. Yeah. And if anyone accuses you of that, you just say, "Yes, I'm going to hit
1: my cousin's oh, yeah. for some yeah. some emergency plumbing." Which is everyone what everyone needs doing. tools on them at all times. You never know yeah. what might happen. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, they,
3: they do say the laws here that like if you're going to carry a bat in your trunk. You also need to have, like, a baseball mitt and baseball. <laughs> so then you have plausible deniability. You're not just driving around with a baseball bat.
1: Hey, you've always uh, got an excuse to have a, have a wrench. Well, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. no, a wrench, yes, but, you know, makes much more sense than, than the baseball bat that I once kept in there. Well,
0: it, um, it's, it's a thing, though, right? Because, like, if you pull someone over and they happen to have in their, in their car say mm-hmm. a case full of knives that's not mm-hmm. actually that suspicious because it's a case of knives but if you pull someone over and there's just a single knife sitting in the back seat that right. looks really suspicious
3: right I mean the first scenario they could be a knife salesman
0: <laughs> they could be yeah. they could be taking their set of knives over to Sunday dinner with their family because yeah because grandma all of them knives yeah. the fancy knives <laughs> or, or that's fair, everyone
1: just has fancy everyone has fancy knives yeah
0: uh yeah, yeah,
1: Freddy, Jason,
0: Michael. Yeah.
3: Uh, speaking yeah. of, happy Friday the thirteenth.
0: Yeah, it is Friday the
1: thirteenth, though to, to,
3: to all who celebrate. Mm. Yeah. Uh, like me.
1: Uh national nice holiday, didn't you know?
3: Yeah. Only one this year. Is that like,
1: uh, Friday wow. the thirteenth? I swear yeah. we had like three last year.
0: Yeah. It just a, it depends on how the uh How the calendar, Uh, yeah, just watch out. Yeah, sometimes
1: Uh, you can never have more than three, I don't say. I think three is the maximum you can have in one year. I mean, maybe we didn't have three, but we definitely had a couple last year and it felt like three. I think we definitely had two, yeah, two is definitely possible. Two
3: because, yeah, two we had two because no, maybe not. That was 2020 because 2020 was the that's when I got the notice on Friday the 13th that uh, I'm not going to work for a couple months.
1: Um, I mean. It is so, worth noting that the last couple of years have kind of blended together a lot in my head. Yes, that's fair. Aye. Just it's kind of one big checking. mush period. That's all just abstract time. Aye, aye. Well, oh not-
3: man, we're close in October from having one. <laughs> it's the, the Friday the fourteenth.
0: That sounds genuinely gutted and disappointed. He does. Uh, I mean, you, you can pretend. Mm, yeah. <laughs> But January
3: 2023, uh, that's the first one
1: of 2020.
0: Starting start the year off strong. Yeah, so, but yeah, so. Very I mean. nice. <laughs> so yeah, so it's Friday the 13th, I didn't have anything spooky planned, but, uh. I mean, Connor's here. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh dear, uh. So yeah, but don't worry guys. Spooky or not, there's always time for the Comixology Top Ten. This
3: is the scariest just, thing of all time. Just before
1: you start that, uh huh. God damn it, Amazon. Can you roll this out to the rest of us? The uh so so you have to look at the, the US uh, yes. charts to to get the old publishers. That still doesn't work in the UK. I want to be able to see what books came out this week, thank you. That that maybe image published, I don't know. <laughs> really goddamn annoying. Uh, alright,
0: alright, go off your soapbox. It's t- time to it's actually do the comicology top 10. Yeah, yeah, go on. Uh, I don't right. even know
3: what else came out this week. I didn't even realize Nightmare Country came out.
0: <laughs> I so mean, how num- did he come back from vacation? Number one is not a DC book, so, I mean,
1: if you want to give it a guess, it's a... Uh... Did Saga come out this week? I wouldn't know, because Amazon doesn't no. tell me. <laughs> it's it's Saga. So, it's not
0: a hard one to guess, though. It's not like some weird book, right?
1: Is it it's- X-Men? Yeah, it's some self X Men book.
0: Uh, it is actually just X Men. It is X Men 11. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Easy peasy. Uh, number two, I don't even know what this is Hulk versus Star, Banner of War, Alpha. <laughs> I, I want to read it. Um... <laughs> Who's that by? Uh, that is Donny case, case and Gary hey. Frank.
1: Shut up. Do you know what? I remember Gary Frank posting the cover like months ago, presumably when it was solicited. So. I think he's just done the cover art,
0: though. It's just, it's just Amazon have listed his name first, so it, it, it threw me. I've clicked on the book, though. It looks like Martin Kokolo uh, C- C- is the actual artist.
3: Eh, no offence to that guy,
1: but it's eh, like Gary Frank. Yes. It's a little bit disappointing to come down from that. But... <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> like, I, I'm sure it looks good. Like, uh, it, it, might, it might look great.
0: Okay, it's that thing where it just says, it says the title, and it says, By Donny Cates, comma, Gary Frank, and then it just cuts off there on the, on the chart page. <laughs> So yeah. it wasn't until I clicked on it that it specified he's the cover artist and then there's another guy, so... Yeah. So, um,
3: if this was, really was Gary Frank, I would be getting leaving right now <laughs> and driving down to my shop to pick it up because I know they had one. Because yeah. I just looked at it. I saw the title, didn't really give it to... you know. Now that I'm looking at the cover, it's definitely Gary Frank.
1: Um, Wow. Five-part event, by the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. There you
0: go. Uh, is, is that playing out in... And Thor and Hulk, on Thor and Hulk, I assume, Yeah,
1: maybe. I mean, I'm not up to date on. Oh, I, I right just now, say but...
0: that because it's an alpha, and usually that that you get an alpha and a uh, omega. He's when... writing Hulk at the minute. I know. I know. Donny
1: Cates is writing Thor. Maybe yeah. he's writing Hulk too. I know that much. What was oh, is he writing Hulk as well? Okay. Uh-huh. I know he's writing. Oh, I'm thinking Al Ewing with, with Venom.
0: He's, yeah, you, you know? used
1: to be on Hulk. Yeah. That's what you're thinking. You're thinking of mortal Hulk. Uh,
0: so number three, we get a DC book though, Superman Son of Kal Uh, number three. Uh, despite what many people seem to keep claiming about it uh, not selling well because they're homophobic, really weird. But uh, hey, I, oh, I I'm gonna to have a word to
3: with, with Tom Taylor. Hold on, Connor, <laughs> who apparently works for us. Um, <laughs> if that that idiot who left a YouTube comment, uh,
1: would would like to believe. Hey, or that ha- we
3: have a we have a the direct line to tom taylor which if that's the case huh, sir P, why,
1: why are you holding on
0: us i would uh, happily give taylor a corner spot just for the yes. record to be fair so would i let's <laughs> <laughs> happily get rid of connor and replace him with tom taylor i
3: mean uh, it would that's, be that's a whole lot easier for for tom taylor's scheduling probably right even even being in australia I, f- I feel
0: I feel like uh, we could start a thing. You know how they always mistaken for Tom King. We could start a thing where uh-huh. he gets like a ginger wig, and we could like swap him and Connor out and see if anyone notices. Uh, yeah. yeah. You,
3: Amer- you drink it <laughs> Are you drinking it again, or is it <laughs> just your natural voice? We just, we just assume that when Connor gets super drunk, he sounds Australian.
0: Hey, hey! A lot of Americans probably won't even notice the difference between the accents. <laughs> true, mm-hmm. true. Uh, so yeah, number three, super bad son of L. Uh, oh, I had a story as well. What was your story?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I guess something about the, I don't know if it was this issue in particular, but the, the idea of John being, you know, having come out was, mm-hmm. must have hit some sort of slightly more mainstream news website recently. Mm, okay. Because one of the managers at work who, who, who claims he's definitely not right wing and is, is, just, is just a free thinking liberal has some very right wing ideas was just going off on a on a massive rant about, oh, why, why are they doing this to Superman? You know, why, why, why can't they do it to original character I'm like... There's an original character! <laughs> I was like, I was like it's, it's a new character, it's only been like five years, you know? <laughs> He's like, that's not a new character, is it? And I'm like, I mean, compared to Superman being 80, it kind here's, of is.
3: But here's the thing, if they came out with a character that was John right, and not Superman, they would still get people claiming that, oh, you're just doing this to be woke. So it's... it's you
1: know, it's whatever. Uh, it, was, you know. it was tedious to have to stand yeah. there and argue it, and usually it's, I don't have to argue comics-related things. Yeah. A- all. anyone who sincerely
0: it. uses the word woke, uh, yeah, I usually that's that's the t- that's the moment my brain yeah. switches off and I start listening to mm-hmm. you. That's mm-hmm. just yeah. That's the just. Oh it my works. god,
3: learning that you don't have to respond to everybody on Twitter. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> so great. All right, uh, and some... f- <laughs> <Yeah, go ahead. laughs> uh, number four, just to keep this moving, because uh, I felt a big tangent coming on there. Uh, yeah. Moon Knight issue one, That yeah. uh, well, I mean, Moon Knight Makes sense. Uh,
3: it's a uh, blood. Oh, it's a day. Yeah, uh, Black, white, and blood. So Black, white, like, and blood. Those...
0: Yeah.
1: So it's a. Uh, Man, mini... I hope it's
3: better than that finale. I wasn't that much.
1: Oh, so four dear. issue mini with Hickman. Oh, I, I oh. think. I think actually, this might be the. Um... Kind of similar style to the the Batman black and white. Oh, yeah, right. that's why I'm that like, with an anthology kind of because yeah. there's like three teams listed. Ah, Uncle Googie is one of the <laughs> writers on that. Yeah, with Faunus, is his story.
0: That was like, I was just bringing. Yeah, up. Yeah, I've I not. not, I've, not
1: spo- say, like, I've not spoken about Uncle Googie in quite it some has time. Been a while. He, he hasn't written anything for DC in a few years. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, uh, Mark Guggenheim, just in case anyone has it. It's <laughs> confused as to who the hell we're talking was, about.
3: I was very confused. <laughs> and I feel like I should know.
0: Yes. It, it, came, it came because he's a producer on all the CW shows, Matt, and it became mm-hmm. kind of a, a thing.
3: Well, I, I recognize the Mark Guggenheim name.
1: Yeah, um, he was, I believe, the original showrunner for Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Or or at least co- he did a bulk of it during like the mm-hmm. three to six season era. Yeah.
0: Because right, the original show, or at least one of the, course, the original shows, right, ended up starting all the other shows, so he kind of left. Yeah. That wasn't good in the game. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, so number five is Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes, which I'm sure Matt did secretly lead into just No,
3: I still have um, most of issue two to read because I just can't. It's very hard. Mm. But I do have them. Uh, not this one. I left that one on the shelf because no one. No
0: one's touching that book. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, that's, that's our second DC book in the top five, but uh, the top ten as a whole is actually quite DC-filled, because number six is Jurassic mm-hmm. League, uh, issue one. Uh, number six is Captain America, the symbol of truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then number eight is Suicide Squad, Get Joker, issue three, um, which I actually intended to read issue two of that when it came out, and I just sort of forgot. Because not because it was necessarily good, but because there was enough crazy things in issue one that I thought it would be worth checking out. Uh, and I've, uh, David was telling me this week uh, that he glimpsed at the ending and it looked something very extreme was happening. <laughs> and it sounds like a wild ride, potentially. So uh, maybe one want to look out for for, for the lols. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine is Wonder Woman, 787, and number 10 is Batman Urban Legends, issue 15. And just missing the top 10 is Batgirls. So... Uh DC, mm-hmm. you know, th- yeah, four out of the top four, or sorry, three out of the top four were uh, Marvel, but the rest of the top ten almost were entirely yeah. DC. So not a bad, Captain America Bob. Yeah, perfectly the Captain America. That's why I said almost. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, not too bad. Uh Nightmare Country, just a few slots down from that as well. Uh uh mm-hmm. Naomi and I am Batman in the next row. So yeah, you know, things are okay. Um yeah. Uh, and you know that uh Batman the Night. Uh, the compendium, which is the first three mm-hmm. issues repackaged into one, um, is what's that? That's number 16. That's not bad for a, an eight dollar w- book. I wouldn't expect like
1: that. that to be lower digitally as well because it's not like the others are out of print. You can just, oh, sure, yeah, click right, them, right, they're, they're right there. So, yeah. that
0: said, though, it is cost effective compared to buying this. You're basically getting one yeah. issue free by buying that Wait. instead.
1: You are, you are.
3: I, um, I almost grabbed that digitally. Because I thought it was the new issue of the night, <laughs> and before I selected it, oh wait a minute, that's not.
0: Uh, You're like, why is that say dollars? Oh god, yeah. you know what? I'll get, de- I'll get it because I like the book, and then you buy the book and go, oh shit, this is just the first three issues again. Yep. <laughs> yep.
3: Uh So that was that was a fun uh Tuesday morning as I'm you know sleepily downloading comics. Mm.
0: Uh, yeah. Yep. I know the. I. I the accidental purchases when you're half asleep and shouldn't be making mm-hmm. decisions. I'm familiar with yep. those moments. I, uh, yeah,
1: it's, it's even worse now on Amazon because there's no basket to add it to. So it's not like you can add it to a basket and then check what you've actually got. Yeah. It's just click buy and, and that's it. Tough shit.
3: It was, it was the click on to, to how much it was, right? Yeah, to make my budget. So, you know, for once, checking the budget uh, saved me.
1: <laughs> for once. <laughs> yeah. You still check your budget. I I just click buy and hope for the best. Mm-mm. No, I did that with some. Um, is she home?
3: She's not home. Um, <laughs> with a with a violent gentleman, Friday the Thirteenth, uh, hoodie and shirt combo. Um, oh, very nice. I, I told her I was getting the hoodie. I said it was, you know, sixty dollars. Didn't also tell her that I was getting the shirt. So, um, she'll she'll see. Is that because I that might we- not have said it was sixty dollars.
0: Wait, was it, was it was it still $60 total or was it $60 yeah. plus the shirt? Okay. No, You just lied about You just yeah. lied about the price of the hoodie, basically. I
3: might not have actually told her the price. I might have just said, I'm getting this. And uh, I'm okay. still so waiting to hear. But hey, $13 for a shirt. Hey, I can't pass that up. And it looks, um, almost takes Manhattan
2: inspired, uh, but
3: with a okay. hockey rink. So I was like, I need this and I need the hoodie. Uh, and I'm going to sell it to her. I was like, hey, you wear my hoodies all the time. So, this is going to be your October hoodie. Uh, just be like,
1: look, we've got it now. Yeah. too do yes, exactly. just, just don't worry about it. I can't
3: cancel it now. You're like, uh, yeah. This was after they put up a a um a Hoth shirt for Star Wars Day that uh, immediately sold out. And um, I was like, oh, I don't need that now.
1: So, um, so, this is to make up for it.
3: Yeah, exactly. And I get a new hoodie. I get it. Yeah, see, Connor gets it. What's on the hoodie? It's so it's the uh, it says uh, Camp Crystal Lake Hockey Club, and then it has Jason overlooking the hockey rink, like uh, the poster from Takes Manhattan, Uh, and that's why I was like, I I need it.
2: Obviously. Um,
3: Yeah, because that one low key favorite of mine, because it's so bad. But he also punches a dude's head off. And it's like
0: the best. Jason Takes Manhattan is great. I will not accept that. Yeah. Jason Takes Manhattan slander. It's fun. Yeah.
3: I did tell someone at work to watch it. They came back and go, what the hell? <laughs> and I was like, look, okay, it's an ironic thing. It's,
1: it's, I mean, you, you have know. to go on with the right expectations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell someone this is an amazing movie.
3: I did not. I said, they said, mm-hmm. what's your favorite one? And I said, Takes Manhattan. And they said, okay. I said, do you want to know more? And they said, no. <laughs> they, and I said, okay. Then they came back and questioned me. And I was like, hey, if you want to know, like, a good I, w- I would have sent you with two, three, and four. Like, just pick, you know, take that ride.
0: Joe, Joe, you know, one's actually sort of warmed to me a little bit over the time mm-hmm. as I've seen it a few more times. Is that uh, the seventh mm-hmm. one? I don't like it, you know, I don't like it more than some of the others, but that's the one yeah. where they've got like a telekinetic girl. So it's basically the, yeah. the pitch was clearly mm-hmm. it's Carrie versus Jason. Yeah, just with yeah. The, another girl. Um, the more I've seen yeah. it, the more I've, I've kind of enjoyed it. Obviously, it's silly, but, but yeah. Like, but you know.
1: I mean, at that point, faked into the genre at this point of of, of once you yeah. once you're that far in.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, that one is the one we might be watching tonight. Oh, uh, there you go. There you go.
1: Yeah. Did, did you buy the the set I, on on iTunes?
3: I did. Thanks to Pete.
1: Yeah, uh, I saw that
0: lot to yeah. yeah. I mean, you, can, so... you, you, can, you can't say no eight movies for thirteen dollars. It's too As a and, steal.
3: That is what my wife said. They said, hey, I'm going to, you know, I want the okay first. I'm not just going to buy things. She goes, wait, eight movies for $13? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. She's like, all right, that's fine.
0: I mean, um, the correct res- bit- the correct response yeah. from her should have been, wait, you get Jason Takes Manhattan for $13 and seven yeah. free movies? Yeah,
3: right? <laughs> um, so, so yes. Uh, and now that, that'll solve me from looking where they're streaming and yes. what service. So that'll save that
1: every time it's friday the 13th
3: yeah because they disappear it I mean, pisses look, me off
1: come january 2023 you're good
3: yeah i'm good for at least eight of them and i already have the remake uh so now i just need jason x
0: uh oh, for, I'd, say, I'd say freddy views jason's worth worth grabbing as well yeah that point. one's
3: always streaming somewhere though that one i have never problem oh really with. okay yeah uh... but jason x Always, always a problem.
0: Obviously, so, Jason goes to hell. You don't need. You can just ignore nah, that exists. <laughs> no, no one needs that. <laughs> just ignore that exists.
3: You know, if that was, if that was in the set, I, I would have, you know, called, called iTunes,
1: like, <laughs> hey, can you just remove this one? Can you just take? The, I don't want it. You can no, actually. Like, you can do that you yourself. You actually, with that U two album, <laughs> can you just like yeah. do that to <laughs> this? Yeah. Just get rid of it. Make it disappear.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so. Uh, but no, I'm very excited. Um, definitely, I think, 7, because I haven't seen 7 in a while. But we just watched, on the last one, we watched s- 6, 8 in the remake.
0: Hmm. So... Um, Honestly, like, out uh, of the first 8, I this, this, this I enjoyed them all to some extent. E- you know, even 5, which is not good. Like this I 1 is yeah. the one I'd probably skip the most. If yeah, I'm yeah. 1 yeah. is the like, least yeah, fun, because it, it's, it's, it's not... Yeah, it's, it's not well, Jason, so it's not...
3: Yeah. Well, and it's... It's they were trying to cash in on Halloween, yeah, you know,
0: so yeah, it, and it's just
3: it, it's not fine, but it's it's a bit
1: yeah. boring, right? Like, it's, it's no, just no it, fun what's fun funny fun
0: though, fun. it's not even like it gets silly straight away because three is where it first starts to get a bit silly, mm-hmm. two is actually just a better attempt at making a serious horror movie, mm-hmm. bizarrely. Mm. So, yeah.
3: two, two is where it's you know, like it knows the tropes, but it's still not doing all of them, you know, uh, three, it just it fully forms and he gets his mask and it's legendary and then four like four I, is almost like a low-key classic
0: i would say four is the one where he truly becomes i know he gets the mask in three yeah but four is the one where he starts moving like jason if that makes yeah. sense so because see, see when you watch three the way he walks around or jumps out at people is very on <laughs> jason like
3: well and in two he's kind of a, buff- a buffoon like bumping into stuff oh, yeah. it's kind of funny um but yeah but no, yeah, three, and you know the Corey Feldman is super eighties, um, and then five comes and just, eh, you know, it's not. I, I watched way worse. I mean, Shutter, that, it does have that know? scene
0: where the guy offers him a candy bar and he just like axes yeah. him. It, like it's yeah. like there, there and is and some I don't hilarity. want to spoil it
3: because you know, I got to experience these much later in life, so I don't I don't know what anyone else is <laughs> in, in it. You know, but five sometimes feels like cheating a little bit. Uh, just like nine does. So five's um, way better than nine.
0: Like five still. Oh, was, easy. Like, can't you can't know, even. You know, it still has kills. Even. It still has. Yeah. You know, you know things. It, it's not a good yeah. movie by any means. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's the worst out of mm-hmm. those eight. But yeah. Yeah.
3: But, but yeah. So uh, if I, I just need to get Jason X because that one's.
0: That one's a whole lot of fun. That one's gold. Big fan of that one. It's gold. Starring David Cronenberg.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Okay. Right. That was your of the 13th tangent for the show. I, I
1: like no. how, like, the other day when I was like, can we, can we do this on Friday? Mass we, Lab. We're we going we got to be in and out nice and quick. Hey, Once you start
3: talking about books, man, mum's the word. <laughs> also, I'm waiting for my wife to get home from work in the grocery store. So I have a little bit of time, you know, <laughs>
2: mm. to cook
3: dinner. But I did say, you know, um, we're spending the night with... Uh, I don't want to say that. Uh, hanging out with Jason. I do want to say spending the night with Jason. That's gross. Um, but, you know. So, she
0: knows. Okay, yeah. <laughs> those, those are weird sentence, but alright. Uh, <laughs> <It is. laughs> alright, we got we have some news to talk about. Um, we all have something to contribute here. I, I mm-hmm. caught one thing, but apparently there's all the things that I didn't catch. Uh, the one that I caught... Uh, is the announcement of a human target one shot that's uh, coming in between, and you know, in the gap before the mm-hmm. next half comes? I think it's coming just like a month before. Yeah. The, the next issue. Uh, it's coming out on August twenty third, uh, and it's, it's Tom King writing still. Uh, it's going to have mm-hmm. a few different artists. It's going to be a little kind of anthology that ties into the main story, and um, yeah, you know, it's, it's an intriguing little idea. It's called Tales of the Human Target. Uh, so it's going to have a small wood cover, so it you know kind of fits in with the the rest of it. But uh, mm-hmm. obviously, we, they get away with him not being the main it's artist on super it.
3: Super pulpy the the cover, like it definitely feels that's where it's drawing
1: from. Definitely feels like a yeah. a, a spy thriller novel yeah. cover from. Uh, and you know how so we easy. always
0: joke that like King. Over the last like three or four years, it like, seems to have like his pick of all the best artists. Uh-huh. Here's the three artists that are working on the, this book. So presumably it'll be three stories in this uh, one shot. Mikhailian, Raphael mm-hmm. Albuquerque,
1: and Kevin McGuire. He, yeah. I'm telling you, he has blackmail from his time at CIA. He does. Yeah. He,
0: he's, he's got intel on someone. But you know what though? Like that—that's the
3: go-to joke. But to be real for a minute, like seeing him and Garret's their relationship online, mm-hmm. I feel like. Tom King's just, like, the nicest dude, and he must be, like, a joy to work with. Oh, sure. We'd always heard, like, like Snyder and Capullo would would butt heads a lot early on, and now they're, like, brothers and and whatever. But I don't feel like Tom King's the type of person that butt heads with with his artists. I feel like
1: he's—maybe
3: from a CIA trading. he's just, like, uh, you know, working on comics is— you know, the easiest thing in the world.
1: Easy in comparison. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah I don't know so why,
0: just... but when, when you mentioned that Capullo and Snyder used to butt heads mm-hmm. like in the early days of their relationship, yeah. all, all I could, all the, for some reason the scenario that popped into my head was Capullo getting some notes back from Snyder beta for some of his art and Capullo just turning and going, do you even lift, bro?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's the situation yeah. that popped into I can 100% imagine him doing that. I mean... Capullo became one of my
3: favorites when he threatened the writer who must not be named at a con uh, in front of everybody because he wouldn't let him talk. Also, have so, you seen
1: his arms? I, I've, yeah. I in the well, that.
3: My whole thing is, why do you keep interrupting Greg Capullo, like with your not funny jokes, as he's trying to answer audience questions? And then when he turns to you, he's like, if you're not going to shut up, I will shut you up. Um, yeah. So I imagine him looking at Snyder, going, do you even lift bro?" Yeah. Like, it just attracts. So, but yeah, no, this this book right here, I'm very excited because it's just, was, you know, Pedro people should make Connor catch up on it while it's off. Uh, <laughs> Please don't. Because, yeah. Because it is that good. Oh, you know? it's
0: fantastic. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is a pleasant surprise. Like, it's the sort of thing mm-hmm. where it doesn't feel like it was necessarily planned. It feels like Tom Kings just thought of some short stories to tie into mm-hmm. the the book, and why not throw one shot together? Uh, yeah, so from
1: uh, I know it's a different it, set before the book, basically just random, yeah. just random, you know, human stories, stories
3: from especially. yeah, from the career of Christopher Chance,
1: but which,
0: in, the, in the continuity of this version. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's neat. Uh,
3: that uh, whose cover is this? The Jimenez cover was the first thing I saw of this. And I was like, oh, that's a, a nice cover of, of Ice and Christopher Chance, and then I saw the news that it was a um a variant for this book. There's a, like, there's oh, a nice
1: Marquez cover as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, Carlo, you had another new book announcement. I do. Do you like Bermejo's work on Batman?
0: It depends.
1: Sometimes. Yeah. Well, he has a graphic novella coming out where we have already seen most, if not all of the art. Wait, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. What is a graphic novella? It's essentially it's it's like a graphic novel, but obviously shorter. So it's like and this it... is like sixty odd pages. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, but it will be released straight as like a hardcover thing rather than a single issue. So it's a hardcover one shot, as we tell. <laughs> essentially, but graphic novella is the official term.
2: Okay.
3: Uh, it sounds like calling comics graphic
1: novels. I mean sure but i mean you're you're right novellas with books it's just short books right yeah but again like when someone says that
3: too it's like yeah you're right but you're also being a pretentious dick about it you know
0: i can can
1: just see someone saying it's a graphic novella actually (laughs) i I mean sure yeah um but this is pretty unique it's called batman dear detective Mm -hmm. and we have seen all the art already um So, you know, all those variant covers is done for Detective. Ah! Those are actually the art. of And and this was always planned. It wasn't a case of, oh, we're just going to grab all those covers and do something with them. Um, Once he knew he was doing, you know, X amount of covers uh, for Detective Comics, he decided to use it as a long-term project to make this. And it's actually going to be... The story's going to be told in the form of letters. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're... From or to, yeah, written to to Batman. It doesn't say who they're from, but I assume it'll be like from various people. Like maybe there'll be some from Alfred or whoever. And the letters will be set over the images from the covers that we've had. So like, I, I assume they'll thematically tie in with the images.
3: Yeah, this feels like it was just a gallery book, and he's like, "Hey, let me do something different."
1: Yeah. So I know he he drew all the images after having already written. Maybe he didn't write the full script of each letter, but like, okay. This this image is going to be paired with a letter that is about this thing. Yeah, yeah, he had the breakdowns for what the letters were going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty unique. It's it reminds me a little bit of the uh was it the Tomasi Gleason thing that we did in the action one thousand where it was all the full page splashes. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that was that. like the
3: that was the whistle stop tour of Superman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um kind of that, but like a full, you know. 50, 60 page book. thing yeah. with that. Um, so,
3: so at first I was kind of annoyed with the whole graphic novella, but now I understand why that term exists.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it's, like it's more prose with the letters yeah. and then with these big images behind it. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm very intrigued and and to kind of see all those covers which we've all seen you know a lot of you know when we check the cover every week mm-hmm. and they've been you know picked by all of us at some point I'm sure. And to see those recontextualized into an actual story might be really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it says when this is coming out. I'll, I'll see if it says in... It says... Uh,
0: September 6th. So it may be in the August sources. Wait, is August this uh, next? Or is it September this next? It
1: is August this next, yeah, okay. but it might be because it's coming out in bookstores as yeah. well. Like, So it's like straight to trade, essentially. So it'll be in the advanced solicit stuff with the trades at the bottom. Uh that makes sense.
0: Okay. Alright, Matt is going to tell us who the final two participants in the incorrectly titled Round Robin.
3: Yeah, is. so not not very excited about this. It comes down to two, you know, kind of, it almost felt like these are, at least one of them was one, they were one. So, the final four ended up being uh, Green Lantern, Uh, The Light at the End of Forever, Superboy, The Man of Tomorrow, uh, Constantine and the Demon Vacation from Hell, and Suicide Suicide Squad Dark. Uh, so, out of those, the winner will be determined on, uh, the 15th, and the options are Superboy, Man of Tomorrow, and Suicide Squad Dark.
1: Um... Arguably the least interesting of both of the semi-finalists. It, it,
0: it, it yeah. feels, well. Honestly, it feels like with each round they just kept taking away the interesting ones. It got like it got yeah. less and less interesting the more the so, rounds yep. went on. Like
1: I, I know you guys were really into the the yeah. other Green Lantern book that kind of mm-hmm. got lost. That got lost pretty early. Yeah, um, but this was the Cybersphere one that I was quite interested in. Mm-hmm. And then Constantine the Demon just sounded potentially fun. Uh... Yeah, I, I'm not thrilled about either of these.
3: Yeah, and like I've seen people saying like, "Oh, Connor oh, needs man. this," and I was like, "Yeah."
1: I think I've like, just read these plot synopses for the first time because yeah. I don't remember. You weren't, Su- you weren't suicide there to them suicide all. Squad Dark: A team of yeah. occult misfits and monsters assembled yeah. by Amanda Waller, led by Vampire Batman.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a, it's a multiversal. Yeah, yeah so, I, I, as if yeah. I'm
1: not sick enough of multiverse nonsense yeah. right now.
3: Now someone hasn't seen everything everywhere all at once.
1: I haven't, and i, I it's yeah. really interesting how my Twitter yeah. feed is split straight down yeah. the middle, with half the people who've seen it are like this movie mm-hmm. is amazing. It's exa- mm-hmm. it's exactly what it was promised in the trailer, and the other half being going, This movie is boring as shit.
2: Yeah.
1: And I have no idea which one I'm gonna fall it's, because it's it's so definitely
3: it's definitely a take on the multiverse that even in all the comics I've read, uh not experienced anything like it. So it does freshen up that concept, but I get where you're coming from. Uh, yeah.
0: But yeah, plus, Connor used to watch Doctor Strange too, still, so that's
1: yes. Wait, Peter, have you seen it? No. <laughs> okay, I, I have. I have heard some of the spoilers, and um, there's a continuity gripe that pisses me off. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a, there's... All I'll say is the, the name of the the multiverse. Yeah. What are you playing at? that that, that, that literally defeats the entire goddamn point. Wait, what? <laughs> You're talking about the name of the multiverse? Well, the 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 MCU universe. Gotcha, gotcha.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bothered me. As L- a, like, I, I, I get. Oh,
1: it's this cute little nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But yeah, no, y- you completely not... misunderstood the point. Yeah, yeah.
3: <sighs> Especially because you know, um, my my quick thing on multiverse of madness is it's not as bad as everyone is saying, but it's definitely not as good. Um, it Sam Raimi getting Getting some reps back in, and reminding you, this is the guy that made Evil Dead, and he bandages to Evil Dead the hell out oh, of Tem, Doctor Strange.
1: Tim is over the minute about it. I spoke to Tim about I've it. I've definitely seen some yep. people annoyed by the post credit yep. scene, and I was like, why? And then I looked and saw why yeah. people were annoyed. They were like, what the hell is this? And then I saw <laughs> what it was. I was like, ah, okay. That yeah,
3: no. I, I had explained to my wife what that's about. Um, so, you know, but... But yeah, like it, it is cool that for all the people that are constantly talking about the MCUs, everything's the same. And sure, it might look the same, but to get an actual director that gets to leave his fingerprints on this character, and it's Doctor Strange, like that first movie, I don't care what anybody says, it's not that good. You know, even on you know a couple of rewatches it in the lead some... up.
1: I will say I remember the visuals of it more than I do most other Marvel yeah. films. Yeah. Like the, the, the city bending stuff.
3: Yeah, 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 but like as, the as rest uh, guy,
1: you
3: I don't know, remember. exactly as a standalone. Like I forgot that Mads Mikkelsen is the bad guy. He in...
1: is.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah I was oh, forgot too. Was that the year he was in Rogue One as well? It was like yes, the year of Mads Mikkelsen being, being wasted. underutilized. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but he's getting those checks, so
1: yeah, that's um, always nice to.
3: Yeah. Um, but so I get the multiversal stuff even as much as I enjoy that. Didn't feel like in Multiverse of Madness it was used as effectively as it could have been. And so, all the people that are just trying to compare everything everywhere all at once, or I always mess up the title, but you know, that movie <clears throat> and Multiverse of Madness, they're not the same at all. They have completely different tones and everything. So, just because they both happen to play around with the concept of a multiverse does not make them
1: one I will so watch many. at some point, one I will never see
3: since it's, it's a movie can't go dang Patreon you heard the man
0: uh, they can't, can't make him watch movies that doesn't I know doesn't happen uh, Does I was just reading what the final post credits scene of Doctor Strange I was curious yeah oh, did I pique your interest sorry yeah. I was just curious Uh, I'm not I'll surprised tell you I'll say that yeah. much I'm yeah. not surprised yeah
3: I'll, I'll put it this way I remember that one better than the quote main mid credit role That that's meant to be of the of most importance. But I remember that post-credit that everyone's way mad it's, about. It's quite
1: funny that I don't actually know what that one is. Yeah. Like, I, for the record, I have muted right. Universe first Madness and stuff on Twitter. I have, I've mm-hmm. had it muted for months. So it's only the odd thing that sneaks through my, my Twitter filters. Um, But the actual spoilers, are, you know, the, oh, the whatever, yeah. whatever is actually teasing didn't get through at all, the, but the, uh, the, the, one the, was... the
0: final one did. The mid one did actually get spoiled for me unintentionally, because... Basically, an, an actor is sort of debuts in it and immediately started posting things about, "Oh, now I can reveal I'm in this." And right, so that got spread around without necessarily naming it. So that was the sort of thing that might have got through your fillers. So yeah, uh, obviously, you didn't see it, but um, yeah, I didn't. It, uh, just... but I saw, I saw it very quick. I saw it the weekend it came out. At this, like, popped up. So I was oh,
3: I, the, the day of. I saw it opening day. Cause we're still on vacation, mm. so yeah. Uh, and i was like oh okay well glad i saw this on friday uh and you know so didn't have a chance to be spoiled because we can't have nice things you know yeah,
1: to, yeah and not, i need to i need know. to set up my mutant filters for kenobi because yeah god damn it i just know i'll wake up on that friday morning i'm probably going to be working i'm don't. i probably going to be working the friday cool. i'll wake uh, t- up that friday i'll look at twitter and everything will be ruined because thank you connor. americans
3: connor have you, yeah have you seen the trailers
0: I've literally avoided everything. Don't worry, I'll oh. DM you all the spoilers first <laughs> thing. I will mute Bro, you. Like,
1: I will block you.
0: It, when when I, you don't already have him blocked?
1: Uh, I mean, oh. <laughs> I've, I've had him muted off and on at times.
0: This is all irrelevant. Um, there was a trailer for Avatar Two this past week, and that is um, the, far more I've important. No one talk about. What uh,
1: uh, this guy's got like hundred and fifty million views. This is <laughs> no, doing great. I, believe, I I know objectively it's got a lot of views. I've seen no one talk about it except you. I,
0: don't so do sorry. Is that last year there was like a unadvertised re-release of it in China, and it made like sixty million dollars, like without any build-up or like anything. So Cameron is coming to do it again. Cameron well, is coming to show you who's the king of the sea. I that he, right, he does not.
3: <laughs> I was sitting in the theaters, and once once the trailers start, I usually my phone goes in my pocket, mm-hmm. but. As the Avatar 2 trailer is rolling, I had to message you two and Tim uh, in our group chat and go, oh my god, is it an actual real movie? Because I really believed that it was not a real thing. I really thought just,
1: just you know. It's just, it's just a tech demo, really, for Cameron.
3: Yeah, just whatever, but it looks like a real movie. And my wife goes, do I need to see the first one? I was like, I don't remember it that well, because it's been 13 years. And it wasn't that memorable in the first place. Yeah, it hasn't been 13 years but wait has uh, it? it has been 13 it years. Has, yeah. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Here I'm like going just throwing out a random number um, I don't remember most of it so this could have all just been an Avatar 1 trailer and I would be like wow the new movie looks good uh, <laughs> <see what> it, <laughs> hey, it, but,
0: that'd be a credit to know. the effects if you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you did question what year it came yeah. out <laughs> yeah so. uh, which to be fair but, uh, Avatar 1 does have better effects than most modern movies do yeah, because it does, he... but I assume they've aged still. I mean, they've Maybe? aged a bit, but honestly, they like but like a lot of big budget movies now don't put the money into CG. Like the MCU has a lot of shit CG; they don't even try.
1: Yes. Yeah. Eternals. I'm that's because they have to churn them out so fast, relatively speaking. Yeah,
3: I mean, they don't. I think a lot of people would be happier to have something you know um
1: that's okay. consistent. Let but... me rephrase that. Disney wants to churn them out four times a year so they can have all the money in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's definitely true.
0: Um, What's funny to
1: me, though, is that
0: part of the reason why it's taken so long, apparently, to make Avatar 2 is because Cameron was like, no, I'm developing a way to do motion capture underwater. It doesn't exist, so I'm doing it. You should have just Uh, asked Andy (laughs)
1: circus. That'll solve the problem. Yeah. I'm sure Circus is is credited. uh, as, As, you know... I mean, he is credited on pretty much every mocap project for the last yeah. decade because of the tech he pioneered. He still like yeah. gets credits for stuff like that.
3: Um, actually, I thought it took so long because he was actually finding Pandora because he actually has to go there, you know, uh, to, to film.
0: So... It's alright. Like, yeah, like, It's fine. Avatar's better than Scott Pilgrim. We can just leave it at that and we can move on <laughs> with our lives. Okay?
3: I've watched Scott Pilgrim way more... I can't tell you that over time. I've seen Avatar once.
0: Uh, I saw Avatar so, four times in theaters. Uh, no.
1: So, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I I promise you that mo- that movie is not making that much money. It'll it'll make money. Define diff- that bomb. much. What is that much? It's mean? not going to come close to the first one.
3: I mean, the, there is a lot more IMAX theaters now. Than when the first one came I, out. I I think, those are I think premium ticket, So if you're just making if you're talking money and not tickets sold, it might come close here's, just based off. Here's of...
0: the thing oh, though. Yeah, there's, here's there's
1: the, a, here, you know nearly a decade and a half of inflation. I
0: don't think yeah. it is a failure if it doesn't make what the first movie made. I I I I, I, I feel like if it even gets close to two billion, it's probably gonna be seen as a rousing roaring wrong. success. I didn't say
1: it would be a failure. And and I do uh, I, I don't think it gets two billion.
3: I, I do think that Cameron understands international appeal. Right. He knows how to sell a movie to almost everybody. Okay, okay. So I do think
0: Here's you know, a question, Car, do you think it makes
1: one billion? Oh sure, but let's be honest. It it doesn't take much of a blockbuster these days to start go looking at a billion, does it?
0: Compared to when the first one came out, that that's somewhat yeah. true. Well, I mean, just the fact that when
3: when Avatar hit that, it seemed like this unreachable thing and then like a Fast and the
1: Furious movie did it. Right. Now there are blockbusters that look at that and it's to them it's a disappointment right. if they don't hit that. Yeah.
0: Sure. Yeah, but it's, it's worth oh. mentioning Cameron hit a billion with Titanic like decades before right. it was right. normal I, for I, anyone I, to I'm do I'm not
1: it. disputing that. Like, I, I'm not saying the, the man doesn't have some weird pact with the devil.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, all I'm saying is that I honestly think it's going to make as much as the first movie, but I think it's going to do big money and probably surprise everyone who has convinced themselves that it's going to come out and do nothing because they think no one cares about Avatar.
1: I don't think it'll do a billion, but in the in the same way that like you know any big bluster, big blockbuster now can. I I don't I don't see it topping like one point five. I just
3: like razzing Pete about Avatar at the end of the day. That that's fine, that's yeah. what this is about,
1: you know. I think it beats one point five. I'll
0: take that bet. I don't think it does. <laughs> I I think China alone is going to do
1: half that. Yeah. <laughs> I, that will be shocked for people. I've learned Aquaman, never so. to
3: bet against James Cameron.
1: Oh, yeah, so... don't, don't, don't bet just... against JC.
0: Don't do it.
3: Hey, someone has Aquaman. Movie. When
1: you say JC like that, it, it makes you sound like a new age Christian. That's, <laughs> the, that's the joke. That's what and, I'm and going for. I, I don't like it. <laughs> it's not funny. So thought I was just on the phone with Rob for a second. What,
0: what, <laughs> <laughs> believe me, believe me, camera is far closer to Jesus Christ in my eyes than any actual personification of of. Uh, I
3: fully believe he Christ. found something, some, something <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean <laughs> that gives him this this power. The
1: old god.
0: Yeah, exactly. See, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, Titanic's like he's not his, his ark. Right? That's just not his nose arc. <laughs> uh you know ter- Terminator uh is resurrected into a new Terminator in the second movie and he's the hero of that one, so you got a bit of uh a- an Easter thing going there. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, that's boy. that's what I like the, the weird implication of that is is that Jesus was actually evil. During life. <laughs> yes. it's, it's only when he was reborn that that he became evil. Honestly
0: you know, the funniest Jesus. part of that to me is the idea that you know the the rock rolls out, out of the, the cave and Jesus walks out butt ass neck and goes, I need your clothes, your boots and your motorcycle.
3: <laughs> what is Dwayne Dwayne Johnson doing there?
0: <laughs> what? <laughs>
3: You he said the said rock
0: the rock's standing there. there. Yeah. No, the, 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 it doesn't. The part of the story that there's a rock co- yes, covering the entrance.
2: Yes, yeah. there is. Yeah,
0: look, like, I don't know the story that well. All right, shall we talk about comics? This is, is, is what we're here to do, apparently. Uh, if you insist. So we should we shall do it. Uh, we will begin with Superman, Son of Kal El, Issue 11. Tom Taylor writing with a C and on the art. So. Yeah, we had the cliffhanger last issue with Batman telling John not to trust Jay uh, mm-hmm. because of, of his association with the revolutionaries, which is obviously bringing in a bit of the Suicide Squad stuff, which was a nice touch. Yep, yep.
3: and also I do love that Tom Taylor's really telling a generational story, right, and the And of how John is this new generation of hero, and that to, to an old like Batman, right, <laughs> the revolutionaries seem dangerous. Uh, and as we know from Suicide Squad and, and whatever, is they're not. They they actually we know their noble cause. So the fact that Batman's like, oh, you gotta, you know, you know, keep keep him at arm's distance. You can't trust him because he hangs out with this dangerous group of people. Um, I, I like that thread that went throughout. And then for for uh, Pa Kent to sit Batman down and have a talk with him too. Another generational thing going on there. Uh, uh, so Tom Taylor does best, I feel. Yeah, the so those big... little small. Uh, moments.
0: Yeah, the book starts with uh, they're at like the safe house that Batman's taking the Kents to, and John decides to tell Batman he's wrong. He does, you know, decides to stick up for Jay. But mm-hmm. we kind of get his narration, and we know that internally he's kind of, you know, he is kind of like, um, what if he's right? Like, what if he's <laughs> at the end of
3: the day, it's Batman. Yeah, and most of the time he's right. Mm-hmm. But um, I do love that John brings up that yeah, okay, because uh, you almost married Catwoman, um, and who's Damien's mom? Like I do love him
1: calling him out on those. Yeah. An assassin, right? And like, yeah. no comment. Yeah. Well,
0: that wasn't him though. That was that was uh, pa Kent. That was pa Kent. Oh, that was Pa. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. John leaves because he's got stuff to do. Gotcha. Uh, to fly off, and then that's when pa Kent comes out with the with the yeah. tea or the coffee, and um, yeah, it reveals that he's like, oh, this this is what this is about. Because as soon as soon as uh, he talks about protecting those who aren't invulnerable. He's like, ah, this is about Alfred. And then starts talking about Alfred like an old friend. And Bruce is like, what? He's like, yeah, we used to talk all the time.
1: <laughs> like, uh, every, every week.
0: Yeah, Ever since, like, you know, we knew who you were and Alfred knew who Superman was, like it, it kind of became this thing. We could confide in each other because we could relate to each other in a way that no one else could. Uh, you know, and just talks about how he was there and he would brag about you, but he had to let you make all your mistakes. So you have to let John make his mistakes. And... Uh, oh, even at one point that I really like the line where he's like and you know who between us has more experience raising a superman <laughs> just right yeah just yeah, yeah there's well, some truth uh, and it references uh, back at the start of Rebirth you know uh, John accidentally killing the cat uh, wh- whose name is what Connor <laughs>
1: ah that that would be Goldie
0: yeah. I have to wonder, did the quiz because this put, I put this yeah. in your minds a couple of weeks ago, was this it's, fresh? It and... is
3: funny because we, we did talk about how little of that era is revisited. Mm. You know, like because it does get a little messy when you reintroduce the Kents and whatnot, but um it like like a lot of mainstream DC continuity, it all has happened. You know, so I'm I'm glad that Taylor
1: did bring that up and, and it mean, makes he it really a, does have a direct line to Tom Taylor.
3: Maybe, right? <laughs> Maybe he knew this was
1: coming up. It's, it's, yeah. like, okay. yeah. I'm going to reference um, some stuff.
3: I do like that Taylor makes it a motivating factor for John to like, it is his like first trauma. And uh, that informs,
2: uh,
3: well, not just an Uncle Ben moment, but he's just like, well, no, I, I need to try to keep people safe. And by doing that, sometimes I have to stay away from them. You know, well, it,
0: it comes back um, up la- later in a nice way, uh, mm-hmm. where he talks about learning to control his powers, and he yeah. knows, you know, if he's applying too much pressure, if it's hurting someone. Yeah. So he kind of sets it up and kind of bookends the book a little bit with the uh, mm-hmm. with that idea. Uh, so I, I do love that he goes to talk to Dick again, uh, basically mm-hmm. for some advice. Uh, that it makes sense, like he's friends with Dick Grayson, and he's he's having mm-hmm. a bit of a dispute with Batman. Who else to talk to? But the person who probably is the best at dealing with batman the one who has the most so, experience in it
3: dick's probably like his cool cousin right like that's what the relationship's like yeah kill cousin kill uncle maybe push yeah because like he's he can talk to him no matter what and you know uh dick's not gonna judge him too much because he knows what it's like to be in those shoes and he knows so i do again it helps that taylor's writing both of these characters
0: you know yeah, and it's a nice touch that he's like, so should I investigate him then to be sure? And Dick's like, that's what Batman would do, but that doesn't really sound like you. He's like, I could just yep. ask him, I suppose. He's like, yeah, there you go. So sure enough, he goes, they have the serious talk, and uh, Jay talks about how he, was, he broke out. And what's funny is when he describes the revolutionaries coming, getting him on the boat... It's very similar to the first time we saw the revolutionaries. The first time we yeah. met them was on a ship. They were attacking yeah. a ship, so I don't. It's not the same ship, but it's the same same no. sort of visual. So the it, it corners
3: up.
1: This was stuff they did. Yeah, yeah. A reasonable amount.
3: Well, and then when you know about you know the the origin of of uh, Jay and the origin of some of the revolutionaries, uh, it kind of makes sense that it lines up so much. You know, kind of the problems that we had that Jay's too similar to like the Aries. You know origin and whatnot, but if you know where where was he from? Was it Bodnesia? That's where the yes. area was from. Yeah. Um so and and Jay's from this uh from wherever Bendix is the the president of if if they're close to each other it makes sense that you know the revolutionaries are breaking up that type of stuff in that area. So it makes that you know go down a little bit easier. It's still not you know the best storytelling device, but, you know, this makes it easier.
0: I've to add too much of trouble, because I wasn't necessarily in love with the Clifffire last issue, but I, I don't think anything they did with it this issue, like, was a yeah. an issue to me.
3: Oh, no, I was,
1: I it was more referring it wasn't to... wasn't thrilling either.
3: Well, no, I was more referring to how we weren't a big fan of Jay's origin, because it just seemed like we, we've been there, done that. Oh, sure. the,
1: the presidential and, child.
3: Yeah, and this, this informs that a little bit better you know that it how it ties it to the revolutionaries like you said this is something that we saw them do at the beginning of suicide squad when we first ran into them
0: yeah i, so. I yeah i'm still not necessarily in love with the mum thing that was revealed yeah. but uh no i disagree I, I think the like this issue made that that question posed by batman last issue mm-hmm. worked for me because yeah the, the way john had to sort of like dispute it with batman batman's conversation with pa Hen and then going mm-hmm. to dick for help and then just like oh i'll just ask him about it like that whole thought process, that mm-hmm. whole thing, felt very natural in character, and like the right questions and dilemmas were being dealt with, and the way mm-hmm. that it made sense for the character. So, uh, I think that all worked, uh, and oh. I was I was into the the character dynamics. Uh, and of course, realizes you know, he sort of thinks about the uh, they the, the get to this point where they realize that you know Bendix is probably controlling people because because mm-hmm. he mentions the revolutionaries being part of the Suicide Squad and they had bombs in their necks. And then it kinda wait a minute, like that like it starts to put some things together. Yeah, they
3: when they try to frame me, the guy froze up and it seemed like he wasn't in control anymore. So Bendix's probably controlling people with the same type of stuff.
0: And remembers that they put the burning man at the Hall of Justice. So he Mm -hmm. speeds off to Wally, who's there. And he's like, Yeah, we have to deal with the fact that he like Bendix may be able to control him at any moment and have this device in his head. Uh, which can also kill them, which they've also used before. And they get the atom and the atom (laughs) goes inside to try and deactivate Mm -hmm. it. But Bendix and co sense that something's gone, like it's been tampered with. Mm -hmm. So Bendix tries to take control, tries to get him to burn up. And we get a great sequence where the atom has to like jump out of his body. John has to catch, catch him and then fly up uh, with the burning man uh, up until the, the sky. And, you know, I'm not necessarily... Like, sometimes like, I feel like they, ha- they have Superman and do too much with his powers. And sometimes it goes a little bit too far for me. So mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily in love with the idea that he is able to do kind of, like, microscopic heat vision surgery. But... Yeah.
1: What I, I kind of hated this.
0: Sure. But what I did like about this scene, um, before Connor goes all negative and shits all over it, um, <laughs> is... The moment where Bendix tries tries to pretend that he's just the burning man and tries to say, you're hurting me, mm-hmm. and tries to plead to him and, you know, play to his uh, sympathy, and John says, no, I'm not. I, I know mm-hmm. what I'm applying. I know the pressure I'm applying. I've been doing this since I was getting it tied back into the cat thing. Like, he's right. he, for his whole life, he has made sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that he knows what he's doing to other people around him with his powers, with his strength, whatever it may be. And he's like, no. I know it's you, Bendix. I know what you're doing, and you're going to pay for this. And I'm honest when I say things like this. I make a point of not lying. Uh, so it felt like a... I think just the act of him using this as a way to communicate and just speak directly to Bendix as a sort of hero to the villain thing, I mm-hmm. actually thought was really inventive. So yeah. I really like that part of it.
1: I, I like that as well. As for the actual removal of the the device, I know this is Superman, but it was essentially because Batman. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Like, because John... Right, and I'm like, if we could do this in the first place, where, or you know, you know, I can just combine all these powers and it's we'll do brain surgery. Why did we send the atom in in the first place? Why did we have the whole? Why didn't you just blast out? You know, well, immediately. Well, with, with the
3: atom, is they were trying to see if they could disconnect it without them knowing. So it was uh, you know, which sure, but... chipped
0: an alarm. Uh, I it, I also got the like the sense that like he wasn't a hundred percent sure it would work, or at the very least, mm-hmm. he wasn't sure. Like maybe this is a little dangerous, but he's at a point of no return at this point, so he's going to try it anyway. Yeah. And I'm not actually defending it in the sense that
1: I don't really like that his powers can do this. I I just I, I don't I really hate because I, I don't understand how this works with heat vision because how how does it not hit any of the rest of the brain? Like how how does it not go through? Oh, how how how's has the man brain not a gonna... surgeon? Right. Yeah. But like I so, get I get he can use X ray vision and see where it is. Right. But the, the idea that it doesn't hit anything else on the way through, right? Right. That that he doesn't that the, the the heat vision doesn't continue going through it afterwards. It just it is exactly the perfect amount of pressure. It's a lot of things that I just really don't like. Yeah, I don't like any of that either. I think it's yeah. too much. It, yeah, yeah. It's it's too um
0: it's the same whenever Superman can actually look at the molecular structure or something mm-hmm. and be like oh I can analyze this like a microscope kind of thing like I always got microscopic vision and I don't mind him being able to zoom in and look far away or or look at small details that... but
1: yeah but... Do, do you know what? this That's is right. this is it's the same problem I had with uh the a certain period of Doctor Who over the last few years where th- th- there was a point during the end of the the Russell T. Davis period where for remember moment the start of the Moth area where. The doctor's like, oh, just this once, nobody dies. You know, everybody lives." And then, because because before, you know, there the, are the, people tend to die. You know, in, in those stories, you know, he doesn't save everyone. And and then over time, it got more and more like, "Oh no, he just became more of a more of a Superman figure, and like, oh, we'll just save everyone all the time." I, I kind of would have preferred this here if John didn't save him. Like, you know, it's it's just too easy. Oh, we'll save this guy. It's, you know, it's fine. There's there's no. I- I I'm I'm losing the feeling of the stakes here. Ideally
3: that he took him up to the upper atmosphere because the fire can't burn.
1: Yeah. So. Which is a great idea. I like that. Right. And you know, the, the idea that Superman. he tries everything and then loses anyway.
0: I don't yeah. necessarily mind. I don't think, I don't think I agree with the stakes thing because he has lot there are other people
1: have died like you know the, 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 you know they ben, have but so like this this one in particular I felt it because it felt like it felt like his death should have been the outcome here for me because they they tried to save him, they tried multiple things, and then here it's just, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll just pull this out of the back pocket. That'll do. I, I really... It, it kind of soured me on the, the, the ending of this issue quite a bit.
0: I don't think it fits in this issue because the whole point of this moment and him telling the villain that he's coming for him, it's meant... Because you know, the final couple of pages is that Bendix is scared enough that he's trying to rush his plans ahead with Luther and he's like, let's get everything moving. Yeah. I think if he dies if, if you're this character Lacklin, if he dies uh, here it kind of puts a di- completely different spin in how this entire ending feels even if it still motivates the villain to do what he's doing I, I think the whole point of this is that this is the moment where the hero feels like he's, he's, he's accomplished something like he can win the day because things aren't going to get we're not at our worst yet you know we're, 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 this is like end of act one the superhero the hero thinks that they, they are unstoppable before we get to the end of act two where things are at the worst so uh, yeah, I just don't think it fits here, uh, given what the entire point of the end of this issue is supposed to be.
1: I get that, but I also don't feel like it fits with the build of the back half of the issue either. So I don't know if there's a way that that, that you know it can win. Really, unfortunately, I kind of I feel I like was kind of written into a corner. I think it does win though. <laughs> That's the problem. I don't agree with you. <laughs> don't That's fair. You, Matt? You can, I mean,
3: I, you could be wrong. I think it's fine that he survives. There's. <laughs> wish there was an alternate way
1: And and that's where I kind of come with that I don't feel like it wins because it wrote itself into a corner where the only way he can survive is just I'm not talking talking about the I am not talking about the
0: method I don't like the method either I made that clear at the start
3: but I I do like the point where he looks at it he goes on to you we're coming
0: I, do like that. I, I'm just talking about the themes and the story beats and w- what this is doing at the end. It makes sense to me in the, where the story is and what, the, what it's propelling with the, both John and the villain and where it's going. Um, like that, that, that stuff I think does work and does make complete sense. The only no. problem I have with any of it is the exact method of which she uses to save him.
1: Right, and, mm. and that is kind of, it forces a bigger problem for me in that if that's the only way you could get out of it by making up something that bullshitty you've written yourself into a corner No, I don't, the, the, I don't feel
3: it's that bullshitty I just think it's,
1: it's if Batman on did this the... you'd be calling it bullshit what's that? if Batman did this you'd be calling it no bullshit.
3: I know but it's relying too much on it because of you know that and that's, you know I don't want to say lazy writing but it's not you know I, I feel Taylor's a good enough writer that you got to come up with an alternate way and that's what we expect like we expect this out of you know someone that we don't admire as
0: much, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's so, a huge deal though in the long run. No, uh, it's
3: it to me it's it's not because I mean if that's the case, if if this is how John's gonna solve every problem, then when the Suicide Squad show up, he can just you know microsurgery, you know, all their bombs on the neck and well, there's no more super. For them, you know, it's
0: easier though because you can just heat vision the like, back of their neck. If uh, to me, it's more right. believable he could do that because it's just the back of their neck. Is is supposed to be in their brain?
3: <laughs> right so it's just you know it's something i don't think will ever be brought up again i feel like it's just you know it was a quick to get to point a to point b um
0: Especially, I, you know yeah because i ahead. feel like it would almost be a funny thing if like all the suicide squad members who were there that you kind of like freed yeah. from their their bomb like uh-huh. if the rest of their lives they all had like just just this burn mark in the back of their neck <laughs> what's that from <laughs> uh superman that seems quite violent for superman no he was saving my life it was a thing of <laughs>
3: Uh, there was this movie that came out, um, he learned it from Batman.
0: <laughs> I like to think he'd get the cassette, though, it's like, hey, you could yeah. be burning through the back of your neck yeah. to <laughs> take out the bomb.
3: <laughs> I feel like some of them would be like, yeah, In other ones would be like, absolutely not, I'll take my chances with Waller and
1: his neck bomb. Do you think he branded a microscopic S into them as he did it? You, <laughs> probably. I would say, why not have the Flash
0: phase his hand through? But they'd have to solidify fight yeah. to grab the thing, and also it's Wally yep. who's never been traditionally that great at the phasing. So uh,
3: yeah, when he phases it, tends
0: stuff tends to explode. So yeah, so yeah, yeah maybe should. But no, that. other
3: yeah. than that, I thought it was a pretty decent issue. Um, yeah, that was a fine issue. Know, the, I liked a lot of pa, it. The paw, yeah, the paw can and and uh, Bruce talk about Alfred, which then also made me think. All right, Dark Crisis. Things change in the crisis. Are we getting Alfred back? You know, which you shouldn't be thinking of, but...
0: I forgot you know, about Dark Crisis. Life. I wasn't even yeah. really thinking about Dark Crisis changing anything, even though it's a yeah. call of crisis, so I should have been thinking that. I just... I, I, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that,
3: I try, that's I try not to think that about
1: Dark Crisis as, as little as I can. Uh, to
3: uh, be honest. Did you guys discuss the free comic date issue?
1: Yes. Last week? With, with what okay. little it was, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. So, did, yeah. did you have thoughts yeah. on it? Because I know... Uh,
3: yeah, it was, it was fine it's just, you know, it definitely feels like a crisis at this point. Um, so, um, but no, I just, you know, that's why, because it was more fresh. Because uh, I, I didn't get my book until Saturday. I didn't read it till this week. Uh, it's just well, long, busy. It's on Saturday. It didn't come out until Saturday. No, I know. But like, mm-hmm. I, I, it wasn't even up digitally for me. I can't, you know, I can't find it. But no, it's so there. I didn't even get it. Got it yeah. yeah. Not on mine. Not through my comicsology.
0: So, no, it'll anyways, be I there. I searched you, it. You just have to search yeah. the right thing. It's just, you yeah. know, it's really titled. So, uh,
3: reading it. So, anyways, it was just fresh in my mind when I read this issue on Wednesday, because I just read, you know, I was like, oh, Alfred, huh? Hmm. Tom Taylor wrote a really good Alfred story in that, whatever, anthology it was. Um, was it an annual?
1: I think it was the annual. Yeah.
3: You know i I would like to see you know, but then again it also writes in their corner with with Dick Grayson and the Alfred Foundation,
1: so I don't know but no, uh, give Alfred back all his money all of a sudden yeah right <laughs> I was like oh, I don't need it oh I like being a butler
3: um but no uh and art art's been pretty pretty consistent right toward me
1: yeah um, yeah yeah just, I, had, you know. I actually feel like this issue was not his strongest um mm-hmm. in the in the first half especially i think there's some of the panels between uh john and batman where i feel like i can still see some of the early past work on john like the early pencils before before it goes over with the inks and you know like the, like the rougher outlines they mm-hmm. uh, they're not physically there obviously in the thing but i can, i feel like during the shapes and just some of it it feels just a slightly less finished piece than, than usual but I mean, it's still not ter- not not bad by any means. Yeah, just not not up to the usual standard for me. In general, or this book? Uh, for the for for Tommy in particular. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, the art's kind of like being in this place where it's just a, a consistent kind of you know upper seven, solid, but not yeah you know blow away by any means.
3: I mean, by consistent, it, yeah. it's from book to book. It's been it's been good.
0: You can't you know yeah uh, it's just because obviously we, i guess naturally compared to the other taylor book which we're reading yeah. which is uh you know redondo and most issues it's a l- right. little bit unfair so yeah, yeah. There's, there's a bit of a, as a and, comparison it's a little rougher but
3: yeah i just feel like there's not like these i don't ever have these big wow like breakdown moments
0: or oh yeah, yeah
3: pages and i feel like it's you know like when they say like uh like a, a journeyman like director where there's not a lot of like Style. Although I don't want to say that about Tormi because Tormi has a style. But Yeah,
0: I guess the layouts are just a bit more house style, I suppose.
3: Yeah, it's you know and it works to tell the story and you don't you never get lost in there, but you know, there's there's the right amount of detail.
0: So Yeah, that's fair. Uh all right, Matt, what are you giving Superman Son of Kelly
1: L issue eleven?
3: Uh, it's a seven point five.
0: Connor? Uh
1: I'll give it a six point five.
0: Yeah, uh, I will go. I'll probably agree with the seven point five. I, I was tempted to go a lot higher, but like, I, I don't like the uh the brain surgery power either. So yeah, uh, get, getting some some dark points there for that. Uh, all right, Wonder Woman seven eight seven, Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad writing with Emanuela Lupacino on the R. So yeah, we're back to Wonder Woman after this event's taking place and. The weird thing about this issue is, is, is a, it's a bit of a roller coaster because the first half of the issue <laughs> is very much still just kind of like tying up some loose ends from the event, and also,
1: I, I, I guess that event did deal with that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That that was <laughs> that was one of the disappointing things about it is that we liked that annual that teased this this story element with this character with the people okay. who used to be on Themyscira and were going to wage war, and it didn't seem like that was going to be part of trial of the Amazons, but it turns out that it was seemingly part of it. And this was, so it was kind of a weird read, like not having not read the event, to be honest. So
3: what I think happened is that he had something to do with the death of Hippolyta. And I don't know exactly what that was. And he interrupted the contest. Mm. But, you know, because Diana, um, it ends up getting solved. And now Nubia is the queen. Uh, officially
0: yeah so Um, i'd say the first half of this issue was disappointing and just kind of a little tedious not because it was poorly written or anything, just because it was like it's dealing with stuff that i don't really know about and it's also disappointing because i was hoping that we'd get a story with this character
3: (laughs) him just in a submarine parked off of the mascara i thought was just hilarious um because it's just a weird that's what this book's been since you know since this writing team's been on it is when it's weird and it hits, it's like fun weird. But it's when it's weird and it kind of misses, it's just awkward and I don't know what I'm reading. And it it vacillates between those two, especially this issue. Because I feel we get
2: both.
0: Um yeah, I the mean, fun weird th- and the awkward weird. This is the thing, the second half of the issue kind of is like, okay, well, this is now was setting up what the new direction is, what the new story be. And it's obviously dealing with stuff that was kind of bubbling. We had Cisco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or Dr. Psycho, you know, if you want to call him.
3: I still want to know how to pronounce that, and I can't find a good guide. But, uh, you know, yeah. I feel like it, it's spelled differently from Psycho, to, where it's not Psycho, but I feel like that's why he's called that, because it sounds close enough.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but it sets up that Siegfried's living with uh, Steve, mm-hmm. um, and we've got kind of a almost, a, I'll call it an angel investigation style set up here uh-huh. where. Uh, Etta and Steve have got their own little branch of checkmate now in Washington, and they've got a little... It's a, it used to be a post office, I think he says, yep. that they're working out of as an office. Uh, so I'm like, okay, okay, I'm kind of liking this new... Because yeah. this is the thing. I, I, there was one thing in the back half that I, I thought was really weird. Uh, so it, it does tie into Dr. Psycho stuff a little bit, but like Etta's reaction when someone throws some milk at the car... When she goes really up the stairs extreme. and pulls out a gun on them, I was like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, Eda, yeah. kids!" Like,
1: it, it, you know, as far as we're concerned, at this point, it's some kids throwing some milk at the car.
0: Yeah, hey, but Eda, Etta,
3: seen some stuff, so <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, you know,
1: she's. And, and, and then it it seems like Psycho is manipulating people with milk.
0: Yeah, that comes yeah. up later.
1: Yeah, like, which like what? And I'm so, okay. So.
0: I'm okay with that. Is a weird thing because it's, it's Doctor Psycho. He's doing weird shit with his. He's like, you know, uh, Joe Rogan style podcast that he's got. Every yeah, week. that's,
3: that's <laughs> what I want to say. Is like them making Psycho the patron saint of toxic masculinity. I love just because of his talking points. I have heard through.
1: It, it, right, I think that's kind of my problem. Is it's a little bit too on the nose. It's, to just lifted from, yeah. Just, mm. It 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 um, doesn't feel like a character anymore. It feels like I'm just reading. Yeah, it doesn't Twitter feel like Doctor
3: Psycho. It feels like someone putting words in Doctor Psycho's mouth, right? Like like, like um
1: like the 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 guy who's stirring the milk, where it says, you know, uh, you know, this is manifest destiny, and and mm-hmm. you know, heavily on the the man part, right. manifest and Psycho calling you. Oh, you got to drink your milk because otherwise the soy boys will cry. Like, yeah.
0: Like, yeah, some of the dialogues a bit on the nose. I can't no, deny that. No, but like, that's how I know I spend on
3: different parts of the internet than you guys do. I have encountered people that say stuff like this no, for real.
1: I have as well. But this—that's yeah. my problem—is that I don't feel this is. So I get the point, but it feels it, like it
3: should be more clever, right?
1: It, yeah, I feel like it's just lifted from. That. I, I get. I could probably allow, like, get away with the uh, the guy on the bridge saying that because he's one yeah. of the, the brainwashed followers, so to speak. But Psycho, I feel, right. needs to be smarter than that. Yeah right and i feel like sure. in a weird way that's like almost try- it sounds like i'm trying to give people like joe Rogan credit for being smart and i'm not no. but i feel like if you're doing psycho as okay no he's the big villain he's actively doing this and he's mm-hmm. he's meant to be smart and knows what he's doing I, I feel like i'd want him to be better than this right like, you
3: want him to be more conniving about it where he's like yeah they'll, they'll just i could say anything and they're gonna eat it up right yeah you you want something like that in there, but yeah, no, just the, the fact that it's so spot on, and seeing like you know seeing Doc Psycho say, "Soy boy," I thought was hilarious, um, just because that's like one of the worst insults. Like when I say worst, someone calls you so it's, you're kind of like okay, whatever, you know, I can't take you seriously. Yeah, it you means
0: know, nothing, and it, yeah. it goes, you know, to like for the juggler as well. I start saying, "I hope all the Themysciran's die like their queen did." Yeah, and, you know, saying well, you know, dark shit like that.
3: And that, that's what I like because you know, seeing some of these parts on the internet, it, it starts with like the soy boy thing, and then it ends up with like, "Oh yeah, no, we, you know, uh, they're they're trying to take our culture away from us, and we have to fight back." And you're just like, "Oh, how would you get from that to that?" So I did like how you know. It seems like it's this goofy thing that Psycho's saying, but if you're actually, you know, paying attention to it, he's telling you what he wants to do up front. I, I
0: I do love his new villainy ink, though, that he sort of runs down at the end. It's such a it's a pulpy so set cheesy. of characters. It's have, so cheesy in the w- best way. We have Doctor Poison, who's the alchemist. We have Professor oh. Calculator. We got uh, basically calculus. a piece. Calculus. Oh, sorry, calculus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we have a sweetheart, which is actually a put together like one of those uh, mirror versions, I think, yeah, of uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, and then we got the twin shadows, who are only seen from like silhouettes from behind the screen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we have this wacky, yeah, villainy. Inc- he says it the full way. He says villainy incorporate.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's so stupid, right? And and this is the yep. part where I'm like, I can see the fun.
0: Oh yeah, I I, I love this. Yeah. Like th- this roll call at the end of all the villains, and you know. Uh, Doctor Psycho being the main villain. I'm I'm all in for this. And then you know, Steve and it Et- and that having like their own little office that they're now solving like mm-hmm. crimes out of. Yeah, all yeah. of this is fun. They're, they're
3: checking out stuff for Checkmate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just the way that a Villainy Incorporated works, right? We have you know, the Alchemist is there, Doctor Poison, which is like one of the first uh, Wonder Woman villains, right? That's why they were in the the original movie. Um, you know, mm-hmm. bringing them back and. Yeah, you know, because how Siegfried died was a poison, right? Uh, and then you have uh, Professor Calculus who, you know, has created all these algorithms to make money by not doing anything.
0: You yeah. know? But last thing uh, is he claims he can predict like, like their enemies every move. Yeah, like, yeah. this is the likelihood that they're going to do this. Blah, blah, blah. And, and,
3: whatnot. and so, um, I can't wait to see this blow up on Psycho, just because, again, in my head, it's the the Harley Quinn it's
2: series the best version. version, yeah,
3: yeah, and so he cannot do anything right ever, um and so to see this to blow up, you know um but yeah and and him also showing his hand calling the dupe more like a pet, and he's just he's so gross so so props on the writers for nailing how how gross you know Clinton and Conrad Dr Psycho is,
0: um, yeah. but yeah yeah no uh so I, I i like the back half of the issue all overreacting to the milk throwing which was just a bit yeah. weird
1: <laughs> and I, I don't know if that's just like did we miss stuff during the event like has, has there been a subplot with this where this ah, would have yeah, made more yeah. sense to us
3: could be Possibly. also yeah. it looks like at a point where Edda's listening to psycho's show it's like she's zoning mm.
0: out
3: so i guess she being affected by it just by you know
0: maybe, maybe that's you know. part of it yeah maybe he's having yeah. an effect on people who disagree with him as well <laughs>
3: Yeah, and it's just you know by passively you're passively taking it in as well. Maybe that's part of it too. Um, I'm not not quite sure. Um, the Lupuccino art, I feel, isn't the strongest. Like I love Lupicino's art. Like mm. it's usually a you know one of my favorite.
1: I think it's and actually like, really strong in the first half.
3: And then as it gets going, it, it kind of falls off.
1: But like, yeah. all the stuff in the submarine, uh, at the start mm-hmm. is great. That um, flashback sequence that, uh, of the storytelling, where it's a uh, framed within the lasso, kind of mm-hmm. in like a really rounded motions uh, for the panels. Yeah, with the that's Cyclops. Fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But the uh, the stuff in the city at the end is less strong. It's not It's not bad, but it's, it's yeah it's,
3: it's, I would say it's bad, not, I wouldn't say it's bad, it's just I had to double check to make sure it was Lupicino towards the end and see if there was another artist. Just as it looked like it was someone that was emulating Lupuccino's art
0: style? Yeah, what was funny is I actually forgot it was Lupuccino and I, it was yeah. when I checked, was checking the names to get the list, I yeah. was like, oh, it was Lupuccino,
1: I didn't even realize. And, uh, yeah, and
3: that's, you know... Which usually say you can something. tell, yeah, yeah the Lupecino mm-hmm. art. Um,
1: yeah. I did like to getting really excited about his tie. And, yeah. and then, he's not even wearing a shirt, it's just a t-shirt. You know, also, like how he crushes,
3: off. he crushes the paper cup, you know? Because he's, you know, he's still not used to... Especially, the And then
0: he's of,
1: like, ah, oh, not again.
0: They're, they're yeah. doing, you know, the this first Thor movie. They're doing the fisher yeah. o stuff where he's just the loving all these time. little things of... Yeah. You know.
1: It is not going
3: to end well for him.
0: Probably he, not. He has,
3: a, he has a good roommate and Steve and they get along, but... And Diana doesn't want them to know that, you know, they have history um, with one another. So, but um, I, I kind of like that little subplot now? too. Yeah. Yeah. So you seen someone, yeah? Which I which, think
0: that I think that was brought up before though. I think we knew that.
3: That was yeah, because he was waiting for her, yeah. to come back, and that's why she kind of waited, because well, you know she... I will
1: say then. Then I appreciate that it reminded me here because I had to go on. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: but yeah, did this make you guys want to go back and and check out *Trial of the Amazons No, not no, totally. no, not me totally. either. Okay, we're good. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, as, as disappointing as it is to know that mm-hmm. I don't get to see the story with Altum, that we had yeah. kind of anticipated for a while. Yeah. Well, I don't care there's about more that to
3: Altum too because he's talking to some dark voice. Right? Yeah. is that so there, there? I was there. saying Altum. I, was, uh, I, I was said
0: Altum. In my head. It's just it's two, like two years, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why.
1: Uh, I mean, he's so... talking
3: about his, his origin real quick too. They get into it, that he was part of this Army that came out of Tartarus, you know, to slay monsters and stuff.
1: Really cool outfits. What I yeah,
3: and but whoever released them set them against the Amazons and didn't end up well. So that's why he's Altum, the survivor. Um, you know, and he's he sworn a vengeance against the Amazons. So the so Amazons are Amazonians. Just Amazons, right?
0: Six and a, half a dozen, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I realize that. I mean, but
3: yeah. So I like that. That's a that's a, a fun new. I, I not that he's from Diana's past, but I, I do like when they bring up you know stuff from before Diana. You know that. Made I, me I did like it.
1: him being like, "Hey, I I was here when you were just clay." Yeah. Yeah. I
3: do like that that you know because it it plays on you don't know everything. You like, you know the Amazon side of things, but
0: you know. Yeah, that stuff was fine. I, I was all disappointed because the stuff it sounds like happened with them, and his ending felt really underwhelming, but obviously I didn't read the story, so obviously it probably would feel underwhelming no matter what. I think the disappointment I have from this issue is that this was the jump back on issue, so it's kind of a shame that you still have to definitely read it going forward, because the back half is very much the start of the new story, but it's mm-hmm. also got
1: all this stuff in the first half that is like kind of epilogue. epilogue yeah, to yeah. the event. Yeah, which is a shame, because I thought that epilogue stuff would have been in whatever the one-shot was that was mm-hmm. after the event, maybe. And, and maybe if there wasn't one, I don't know, then... There should have been one, and we could have had that in there, and we could have just felt a lot fresher coming back into this. Yeah.
0: Uh, instead, the first half was kind of like just a constant reminder. Hey, you missed a few issues. You didn't read the it, event. It, it
1: felt like, here's eight editor's notes for the wiki page that you can just go read at some point. <laughs> uh, so that's a bit of a shame uh, as far as
0: jumping back into it goes, but uh, I am looking forward to the next issue now. It's just a shame this
1: but... one was kind of half. And, and it is well one that is kind of us bringing that bias in. Because if you read the event, you probably enjoyed this issue more than we did. Yeah, well, probably. Yeah. Uh,
0: but. Yeah, we can only look at it from the, our own perspective. And yeah. we didn't want to read the event. We were interested in buying, you know, four other books mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for two months. So here we are. Um, but all right, Matt, what are you giving Wonder Woman 787? I'm going to give it a 7. Eight, seven? I mean,
1: one seven. Uh I'm going to give it a 6. Despite really liking a lot of the stuff in the back half, the first half just kind of makes it... I can't really go any higher than that. Yeah, I'm actually going to agree with the
0: six. Uh, and I probably liked the back half a bit more than you did, but I I just got nothing out of that first half. It was like a chore to get through it just to get to... I was, cause it, especially since as I was reading that, I didn't know if I was going to get like the fresh half, you know, which I was hoping the whole book was going to be. I thought, oh, is this just all going to be epilogue and it's going to be next issue before we really start doing stuff? Uh, so I was pleased that we could be we, we transitioned halfway through, but yeah. Yeah. So six out of 10 uh, for me. All right. Bad girls. This is your six. Becky including and Mika Conrad writing. Look at that, Them again. Yeah. Um, Jorge Corona on the arc. So this is the end of the first arc and I'm happy to say, uh, it was a little less overstuffed. Uh, I, I still would take away the third person narration that pops in now and then, but, uh, <laughs> it's all less stuff because it's not dealing with the serial killer stuff and it's not dealing with that group that the seer convinced to go after the Batgirls which I, I don't think should have been an, this art at all that should have been a separate Mate. thing later on because it had nothing to do with anything that's going down in this issue or what's been going on with uh, Spellbinder and the tutor uh, so Babs is with the Spellbinder who is now tied her to a chair there's a fun bit early on here because he basically talks about how he uses his art he, he does portraits of people uh, combined with some fear gas, and it lets him like you know like it gives them like flashbacks about who they are, and he's usually, he's basically the the tutor was one of his patients at Arkham when he worked there, and th- like that's how he's sort of taken him in and manipulated him to be his like a, his instrument and in, like taking over people in the say. Um, there's a nice little moment here where Babs is able to like get her hands free and she starts fighting him when she's still tied in the chair and he says what, what can you possibly do still tied to a chair and it's, oh, it's a nice little kind of like oh well she spent years fighting from a chair she's she's like the one person who can do this really well uh, and does a good job of kicking his ass so that's really neat and meanwhile Steph and Cass uh, are at the old Arkham building and all the people outside who have been changed by to are kind of zombified and they're coming for them um, but the turtles there. Steph starts fighting him. Uh, there's the, some nice trash talk. You know, pretty pretty much is what mm-hmm. it is. Cass is outside dealing with all the, the zombified people, the reporter, and all that. Um, and eventually has to jump to save the reporter who gets who falls off the building. And it's a fun moment. You know, it's kind of a heroic beat. Uh, so Steph and C- Steph and Cash reunite and end up having to like go outside and uh Oracle once she gains control of everything uh Spellbinder's place starts like broadcasting out to people and sort of try to talk them out of the, the trance they're in and saying, You will get better, you will survive these toxins, you will eventually get over this. Um there's actually there's an interesting thing here where the so Steph and Cass after they tie up some of the zombified people, they, they, they go after Tutter who's run away. And there's like a moment where they do like a Dark Knight Return style panel where they're both jumping through the sky with lightning behind them. And I was like, oh, that's a neat little thing. You give them a little moment like that. Uh it's hard not to conjure up you know, even if it wasn't directly meant to be a reference to that or a homage to it. It's hard not to think about it, because it's, you know, back characters jumping in front of lightning. Uh but uh spell uh sorry, not spell better, Tour has a suicide vest and he's going to blow up Arkham. Because he's a Raven lunatic, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. And Cass gets the the bomb vest off of him, throws it to Steph, who takes it in their stupid car <laughs> that they've been so happy to have the last few issues, and she goes driving away from the building. And you know, it, they kind of like fake, do a fake out here where she might have died, like in the explosion. But I don't, I don't think it ever feels like she really did. It's kind of played. It's too lighthearted to ever actually take it seriously. Where the very next page after the explosion, like Cass is really upset and. Babs is kind of saying it's okay. Sometimes bad things happen, and then Steph comes walking out of the shower, and Cass is actually just upset about the car. Mm. Uh, and uh, there's a sweet moment here where she sort of grabs both Babs and Steph and hugs them, and she looks really serious about like having like close friends who she cares about, and they're both just smiling because they're a lot more bubbly than Cass is. Uh, but you know, a lot of this is. They're watching the news and the reporter's saying, but the Girls saved us, because keep in mind, the Batgirls were kind of seen as fugitives for a bit because, you know, they were made to like villains during uh, the mm-hmm. whole Fear State stuff. Uh, and as they're watching the news, like, the TV starts to glitch and it's like the Seer's talking to them. And they think, it's the Seer. The Seer's, like, here to talk to us. And then the Seer actually walks in the door and says, no, I'm not talking to the TV. That's just kind of, like, what I have been doing. <laughs> like, I'm actually just here. And so the Clifffire is, as the seer says, uh, uh, she needs their help. And uh, that's how Heather here, Clifffire. And I was okay with them bringing the seer here at the very end, because, you know, the story's done. This is the setup for the next story. That's fine. This didn't feel, like, stuffed in. This felt like a nice natural tease of where we're going next. And it says, next time, break in at the Iceberg Lounge, which sounds like fun. So um, I-, I think... The arc, you know, looking back on it now that I've, I've been able to read the whole thing, it, it does have that problem of just having too many plots going at any given time and being a little too densely packed a lot of the time. Uh, but I have often enjoyed the chemistry of the characters, and I think this final issue, well, the plot's nothing revolutionary and the, the villains aren't necessarily that exciting, you know, like guy who worked at Arkham who got kind of crazy and power mad thinking he can cure the city in a different way isn't really that original in the Bat universe. I've, you know, we've had similar kind of things here or there before, but the the Girls, like, and kind of how they get out of their predicaments and how they deal with the situation is kind of the fun. Uh, so I have a time with it. Um, I'm, You know, I still enjoy the book well enough. Uh, it does have some, some quirks and things. Uh, the art is generally very enjoyable though and fits the tone uh corona's been really consistent throughout the whole the whole thing mm-hmm. uh colors are very vibrant they pop very well uh it's very expressive um i kind of dig how because i mean the backgrounds will look very distinctly different anyway because they all have very different you know hair colors and things like that uh but um yeah so but no i i i, I like kind of the like any kind of extreme expression is really well done in Corona's art. Like any sort of like anger looks really angry and any type of like happiness looks really happy. Uh, so it's very expressive and cartoony in that sense. There's there's, there's not too much subtlety, but that's okay because it fits the the vibe that it's going for. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm happy to give that like a 7.5. You know, I wouldn't say it's quite great. It's still just too many little nitpicks to have with it to, to go that high. But uh, I would say 7.5 for this one. So, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, so that's Batgirls issue six. Batman Urban Legends issue 15. Matt read this, or at least two of the stories, mm-hmm. and is going to tell yep. us about them.
3: All right. So, um, just real quick. I was reading that Zatanna uh, Batman one. I did read it. Uh, all I want to talk about is how off Constantine felt. And I'm not a big Constantine fan, but he called Batman a delf. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I get it, Constantine's a complex character, and I get he's a bit of a raps guy. And him calling Bruce, though, a, a delf, just did not feel right. Connor, can you help me? You're,
0: you're yeah. a constant oh, guy, what's that? Dad, I'd like to fluff. Is that yes.
3: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so that that shows up in that story, and that story gets a lot weirder. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, but the, the the first story I'm going to talk about is, um, Batman and Plastic Man written by Joey Esposito, um, who, I don't know if Connor was in that group, but it was was a, yeah, um, we all met coming out of this, uh, what was that, podcast, uh, podcast Facebook group? I can't even remember at this point. It's been decades, right? Um, but yeah, so he's gotten a chance to write for DC and he got to write this short here. I'm trying to get to the artist so I can also give the artist credit. Um, but yeah, so it's Batman and Plastic Man teaming up and that there's a guy that's going to flip on the Penguin. Um, and of course, the the guy that's going to flip on Penguin goes back with Plastic Man. They knew each other from the time that... Um, from the time that Plastic Man was just a, a hench for hire. Um, and you know, Batman fully believes that like, you know, that no this guy's running, um, that he's not going to flip on the penguin because, you know, the penguin, you don't do that. Right. Um, but Plastic Man's like, no, I know this guy. He, you know, he's going to do what's right. Uh, his name's Sampy, uh, art in this is by Jason Howard. Um, and, so they end up, you know, Batman and Plastic Man team up and um, they find out that the beast uh, is has been hired by Penguin to to bring Sampy in. Um, and so Plastic Man gets into, you know, how he knows Sampy and is that before, you know, they had really come to Gotham, they had, they were doing like a casing of it. Uh, and they're there and they experience a Joker attack. Um, and Batman comes and saves them. Um, and it was at that point that uh, the man that would become Plastic Man, Elo O'Brien, had decided he was going to get his life together and and not do the criminal stuff anymore. And then, of course, he becomes Plastic Man, he says shortly later. But it was that he was inspired by Batman. And that, you know, Batman just has to trust that Sampy's going to do the right thing. Um, so Batman and Plastic Man go and, you know, they fight KGBs, so they knock him out of this helicopter, there's a lot of boats involved out in the open ocean, um, which leads to Plastic Man taking a lot of fun forms. Like, at one point, he's, like, a, a windboard or, a, um, is that what that's called? Yeah. where it's got, like, the surfboard, but it has a sail on it. Um, and then other times he's just a sail on, like, a rowboat. Um, and, you know, um, Plastic Man ends up wrapping KGB up because uh, him and Batman are going back and forth. And you know, KGB tells Batman, Oh, yeah, you're a coward, you won't use guns. This is why people keep coming back. Um, and that allows Plastic Man to, to wrap him up for Batman to deliver the KO. Uh, they end up getting back into Gotham, and um, Bruce lets Sampy go and is gonna trust him in order to turn himself into the DA like he was supposed to. Uh, with, you know, Batman saying in the narrative boxes, you know, all cr- criminals are cowards, but it's nice to be reminded that they can choose to be something greater. Uh, and it was just a real nice, it almost felt like a, a Brave and the Bold from the cartoon. Um, like one of those kind of team-ups. Um, the voice on Bruce is, you know, it's very animated series where he's not overly serious and he's, there's not a lot of, yeah, not a lot of inner monologue, you know, a lot of this is, is told through the dialogue and the plastic man is, is pretty spot on. A lot of, a lot of fun little zingers and, you know, him turning into the, the different, you know, water stuff. And, um, and he doesn't do a lot of transforming outside of that, but, you know, a, a lot of the, the stretching stuff. So like at one point, KGB is just raining on him uh, bullets from a helicopter. And Plastic Man, you know, does like a human shield maneuver for Sampy. And he's like, hey, you know, it'd be nice if you would move because they are plastic, but it still hurts to get shot. Uh, and the way that he's drawn doing the human shield, it's, you know, he's all stretched out wrapping around him, which is super cool. Um, But yeah, no, this was a, a real fun story. The type of stuff that I'm glad you know, can exist in a book like this, because I don't know where else this story would pop up. Um, like, it's not quite an annual, but, you know, so I'm glad that Urban Legends, at least for that. Um, so I'll give that that story, I'll give that one a 7.5. Uh, and then the, the, again, I always say this is the main event. This is the Carl uh, Mostert, and um, I'm having a hard time with names today. Uh, maybe not enough caffeine. Um John like, help me out, guys. Wonder Twins.
0: What, uh, Mark
3: Russell? Mark Russell. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the Carl Moser, uh, Mark Russell, Ace the Bad Hound story. Um, and we get Ace's origin that, you know, five years ago, this older guy is goes up to uh, uh, an apartment and, you know, says that he wants to adopt one of these puppies they put in the paper. Uh, And he takes him and says that it's going to be a fresh start. Uh, Gets him home, have some, you know, he has a bull, and there's a knock at the door. Um, Before the old guy can answer it, the doors kicked in and it's Joker. Turns out this guy was one of Joker's henchmen that wanted to start a fresh life and he can't have him do that. Um, So he shows up and uh, he just tells him, um, you know, yeah, the witness protection, you know, doesn't really matter much. Um, you know, calls him by his name and he says, that, you know, the older guy's like, fine, just, just make it quick and Joker stabs him in the chest which which leaves this dog and uh, Joker sits on the ground with them, and Joker's head was like, well, you, you know, just make it quick. You know, we don't, you know, just throw him off the balcony or something. Joker's like, no, let me have fun. Um, did they not teach you anything at community college? Um, and he sits down and and offers to play the dog high card to where Joker draws a king um, and he goes up oh, that's not looking good for you guy and he ends up drawing an ace or you know which is fun that's how Ace got his name so that's where he, he takes uh, the dog and leaves the other henchman you know there shoots him because he's pulling out the knife makes it look like the one henchman killed them and joker walks away and then we get back to the present day and ace and the squirrel and the turtle and the chicken are are still looking for bruce um and the chicken ends up you know being able to use the internet through its you know cybernetics they they track bruce uh to to where he's at um and during these the one of the cage matches that's going on is they decide to add another element where they make the two guys draw cards, and one guy ends up with a candlestick, and one ends up with a revolver. So all I can think of is they just pulled cards from Clue, I guess. Um, And the guy that drew the candlesticks upset because he's like, this is not fair. Um, And the revolver ends up only having one shot in it, which the guy wastes uh, by shooting himself in the leg. Um, which leads to the candlestick guy just walloping him. Uh, the villains that are sitting around this cage fight get bored, including the Joker, who's like, "This is not what we came for." So the Russian guy brings out Batman. Uh, they all—all all the villains start, you know, uh, trying to to win Batman. But you know, they point out. Um, Joker points out, like, "Wait, how do we know it's really him? You know, we we can't." no, there's going to be any schlub that you dressed up as Batman. So the the Russians like, oh, well, there's only one test, pick somebody or, you know, or we'll pick someone to have Batman fight and you can see him. That's really Batman before you buy him. Um, as the, the animals are, are heading there, they get caught into a trap and um, they're like, oh, we, we don't have time. We just need to bring, you know, some of them back because uh, uh, they're out of time. And as they're going, the chicken realizes it's a trap, and one of the bad guys shoots the chicken. And it's super sad, and I don't like that that he he did this to us, because um, Mark Russell has a way of doing this. I don't know if you guys have read like his Funstones, but he gets you to really buy into these characters that you normally wouldn't. Um, and then he takes them away, and I should... I should know this by now, not to get too attached, right? It's kind of the Game of Thrones thing. Can't get too attached to, to certain characters. Um, but yeah, the chicken sacrifices itself for Ace and and the others. So Ace goes into action. Um, he gets grazed because the squirrel jumps on one of the other villains uh, who just starts wildly shooting. Um, and then Lex Luthor, who the villain or who the the henchmen go to let out, decides that you know he's doesn't want to be controlled by these idiots and attacks him, um, which leads him and Ace having a standoff where, you know, he kind of lets, he just lets, lets go. Um, The other animals get around and mourn the chicken. um, Who's, you know, experiences his final moments to which Ace nuzzles, which again, completely destroyed me. Um, And he gets back to Batman uh, and they said, you know, the, the, all the villains are arguing that none of them want to fight Batman, because if it really is Batman, they all know what it's like. And the rest was like, oh, no, we already have this in. You know, bring her in. And it ends up being the bear who they, you know, got back in, in the last issue. And so now it looks like Batman's going to have to fight a bear, and I'm not okay with this at all. Cause, Bat, because Batman, right? Who do you like, root for? I root for the bear, but that's me, and that's not everybody. Uh, but I'm sure they'll, they'll be able to, you know, get out of this because he's already called, you know, Russell's already caused me so much emotional damage. He's got to make good here. Um, but yeah, no, this, this story is, is, you know, been the highlight of, of urban legends for the last five issues. Um, so yeah, uh, the most art, again, it plays a lot of the heavy emotions here. Uh, the way he designs his villains is... I can't think of the artist. I'd have to show you guys the art. I mean, Connor's usually pretty good at finding comparisons. Um, but it's very familiar, but not familiar at the same time. So um, I like those guys, like the Joker design. He has Ivy sitting in a plant chair, which is a lot of
1: fun. Who is the artist here?
3: Carl uh, Mostert.
1: Okay. I'm familiar, but not enough to know. Yeah.
3: Um, so yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll give this story an 8.5. So. Know, averaging out the book out of the two that I read, that gives it about a an eight.
0: All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, so that was Batman: Urban Legends fifteen, which will take us on to Naomi Season Two, Issue Three. Brian Michael Bendis and David F. Walker writing with Jamal Campbell on the art. Uh, so the cliffhanger the last issue was Naomi was looking into. Uh, where D went and it took her to Star Labs and we had Cyborg popping out through a portal <laughs> and saying, quick, close the portal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was that was the ending of that issue. Uh, the actual cliffhanger with Cyborg is kind of not a big thing, it's just kind of like very quickly they're fighting like a monster thing and then they close the, the portal and that's <laughs> the it. LB,
3: the army punches it back to where it belongs. Which pretty that was pretty much,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's basically it. Yeah,
3: did Cyborg feel like the right cyborg to you? I felt like the the dialogue was off.
0: Well it, that's the thing. He even says, I'm not sure what earth I'm on. Like, okay. I don't know if it's my earth. So that this could be he's a cyborg a from cyborg. another earth, yeah. Okay. So uh,
3: well then that was great happenstance. She happened to be at Star Labs to help him out. Um
2: Yeah, it's funny. You
0: know. Yeah, yeah. honestly, the, um, the far more interesting stuff as always with this book is the character stuff, which is yep. her parents like being worried and talking about stuff and Hawkgirl coming to visit them and saying she asked me for advice last issue and I ended up just talking to her about the history of Thanagar and some of the the shittier things that happened. Uh but this just makes them worry more, is that she's getting advice from you know Hawk girl and Justice Leaguers and you know what's going on. Uh so It should be Hawk Lady, Pete. All, I thought that was a funny I mean hot Girl questions should it be hot lady? And she goes, No,
3: no. Yeah. No, I know, but I just love the, the mom it was going to be Hawk Lady, really. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you could tell by the wings. Uh, again, a lot of the fun dialogue like that is stuff I've been missing from other Bendis'
0: books. Oh, sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, the hot Girl goes to help. She ends up showing up at the end of the cyborg stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, sort of saying, hey, I'll wait to see your parents. And when she goes back home, when Naomi goes back home, uh, and her dad tries to sort of talk to her, and talks about you know why why you know it feels so weird you know it's like when she goes out to do stuff like this they don't know where she's going she doesn't tell them mm-hmm. she feels alienated they they feel like they worry it's kind of just like a a, a magnified version or a, a multiplied version of like any part worry a parent feels when their kid starts doing things on their own and they start going yeah. places without them
3: and it has the added element of her being a superhero and that makes you a target and we don't know. Like, it's not just her taking the car out, right? It's her fighting, you know, like Black Adam or whatever, you know? Like, it adds this extra element, and I thought, man, that that, that is something that you, we don't usually get that because so many of our heroes, like, right? So many of the young heroes are almost orphans, and we don't ever really get this, this side of things.
0: Oh, yeah, usually the, the parents are dead, yeah.
3: <laughs> right, or or the person that's responsible for them is also a superhero, right? Right. So to have, I, I know her dad's from Rand, and he was, you know, probably a soldier or whatever. But it's it, he's not a superhero. So yeah, that's the
0: thing, because you know she's arguing with her parents here to a point and talking about how, like, she has to do stuff with like this. And when she says, "Oh yeah, technically my arm got broke, but it, you know, it healed quite quickly because of my powers," uh, like the mom's like, "Oh, we should take her to the hospital. She's in the hospital. Let's go." Should you fly? us? No, I'll drive. us. I should drive you. I'm the mother. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, like, th- her dad suggests, you know, maybe you could just not be a superhero just because you have powers doesn't mean you have to actually actively do this and I think that's kind of an interesting question to pose but mm-hmm. I do really like this moment where she turns around and says what we talk about no it's about helping people there's no way I'm going to go through all this and not try and help people and there's just a moment where they sort of take it in and then they just go like we're kind of proud of that right <laughs> yeah <laughs> because why, why shouldn't they be of course they're proud of that
3: and it's very much like she grew up idolizing Superman, right? And that is a very Superman, Clark Kent, you know, tell him, mom, Pa Kent, you know, because this also reminded me of that that part in Birthright, which is one of my favorite Superman moments, where, you know, Clark's getting ready to, you know, debut as Superman, and Pa Kent is like, well, no, don't, don't forget, you're still our son. And once you go out there, you belong to them too. Um, and I'm always going to worry about you and i felt shades of that in this and i really enjoyed that
0: yeah i mean i think part of it as well is this idea that like parents are going to feel protective and not Mm -hmm. want their kid to do i mean even i think they they even joke about i want to rapunzel you i want to make you rapunzel and it's this idea that they're actually so proud of her character of who she is and what Mm -hmm. she believes in that ultimately they can't really argue with her choices uh they can limit it to a point for a little bit while she's mm-hmm. still technically a child, but once once she's eighteen and she's making her own okay. choices, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, she's going to go off and do this anyway. She may as well get good at it now.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and she has great mentors right now too, right? Like she's in the Justice League, so if if anyone's going to steer her right, you know, um, that's it. But yeah, no, all all that stuff with the parents is
0: really good. Um, yeah. Uh and then we get uh so another slice of life stuff where she goes back to school for the first time since all this has happened. And everyone knows who she is, like they all know she's got powers. Yeah. So we get this kind of like just the people staring at her in the hallway, her friends been happy to see her, cracking jokes about don't you just graduate immediately because you got superpowers, is that not a thing? And they're 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 hanging out under the under the bleachers later on, and this bully comes and like apologizes for some of the stuff that he said to her. And Naomi like genuinely seems to not know how to take it. It's like, Mm -hmm. are you doing this because I've made you realise that what you did was wrong and you feel bad, or are you doing this just because you're scared of me because I have powers now? Like you know, it's like you can sort of see, it and this is a this is a Mm -hmm. compliment to Jamal Campbell's art. Is I think you can see in her face that like she doesn't know how to take it. She doesn't know how much to Mm -hmm. take this as a sincere thing, or not so much that it's not sincere. Like. I get that he wants to make it clear that he's he's apologizing, and he's he's being yeah. sincere in that sense, but the motivation for the apologies what's unclear.
3: Yeah, it's... Yeah, you're apologizing, but for what? Yeah. It, are you apologizing because I have powers? Are you apologizing because you suddenly matured and realized that, you know, you were mean to me?
0: And it's just... And like, uh, it maybe it may part of the reason why she looks so apprehensive mm-hmm. is this maybe fear that she may not be able to trust people sometimes now because they may yeah. want to, like, you know, like, like with a celebrity, like, try, like, all everyone trying mm-hmm. to, like, suck up to them and be nice mm-hmm. to them, that kind of idea. Like, that might be a part of her life now. And, right. yeah, she has her close friends that were already her friends, so she knows they're okay, but, like, ma- meeting new people and making new friends that aren't other superheroes right. is going to be maybe a little trickier now, a little, mm-hmm. there's this extra layer there. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's some, some interesting yeah, I like stuff. her
3: friend's reaction too to the guy that comes busting into their de facto clubhouse under the leechers.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so the end of the issue is that they hear a boom at the end of this scene and Naomi flies off to see what it was and it's D-landing with mm-hmm. what Joe, you know, I actually thought he was missing an arm at first. Because me too. Because one arm's sort of up and it's under some rubble, and because it's like sort of red. Like there, where his arm yeah. would normally be sticking out. I thought that was blood coming out of a wound. So, I mean, maybe a slight critique that the art was... It's not even that the art itself is messy, but the scenario that the body's in is messy by design that I actually thought he was missing an arm. So, uh, it's a very minor critique, but I'll i will give it. Um, otherwise, though, very expressive. Like I say, like the, the performance in the art on the faces uh, was doing wonders mm-hmm. throughout this. Uh, And as per usual with this book, it is the character relationships, interactions. It's the metaphors for growing up that is good about it. And the actual, like, action plot with the, you know, with the monster and the cyborg is just kind of whatever. It's just there. It's
3: fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It serves its purpose, and that's it.
3: Yeah. I breezed through it. uh, And learning that her, you know, it hurts when she heals. That's such a great, like, metaphor for growing up. oh yeah you know that like it didn't hurt in the moment but you know as you're you know getting right that that's when it really hurts uh and so i I like that little addition to the naomi lore
0: yeah and honestly this issue kind of made me realize that there was was a lot of buffy in this like it's not it's it's very different context and it's a very different like because she idolizes superman but yeah. a lot of this stuff being a metaphor for growing up is very Buffy. Mm-hmm. Like that's because that's the yeah. whole Slayer thing. It's just a, a metaphor for coming of age and adulthood. Uh, so it's good. Uh, I've upset Connor, and that's that's a win yeah. for the day. So yeah, I'm I'm also because that's
1: basically all of Spider Man. Yeah. Uh
0: <laughs> is it though. Um, yes, is this how yes, that tells is how Spider Man was his
3: high school was on a hellmouth. He wishes. Yeah.
1: Mm, I don't know.
3: I mean, I was just gonna let him have it, Connor. It's you know,
1: um, because he has to use it. Yeah. Because
3: so, I got, I got. if We're talking about the uh, expressions, but he said that my eyes got wide. Like, where is this thread going? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's okay. um, but
0: yeah. You can't argue with this.
3: I mean, but like Connor, like I, I would take Connor's track. That's also Spider Man has been Miles, because he's Spider-Man. You know? Uh, how many of the Flashes?
0: Sure. Um, yeah. Sure. But, you know, so. small-town teenage girl, there's, a, there's a, lot of, a lot of the DNA in this. That's all I'm saying. Uh, there's some points of comparison, and it can't be argued. So, uh, there you go. Uh, any other thoughts, Matt? Yeah.
3: No, that's it. Just uh, basically parodying everything you said about the art with, you know, Campbell. Um, but but yeah, it's just it's real good. It's I'm wondering where else this can go with Naomi. Like, are we gonna get a season three? Like, are they gonna work her into other stuff? Because it seems like this book, where you know, I've I've had my complaints about Naomi showing up in you know, the other Bendis books and seeming to be the spine of those, but when we get back to her own book and we're getting a lot of these smaller moments, it it almost makes it worth it, right? That we're not rushing to. Her home world in this book, we're getting these moments with her parents and her friends. And, yeah. you know, so, you know, I feel like I, I am starting to see the method to Dennis's madness because how much more I enjoy this than some of the other stuff.
0: But, but yeah. yeah. Well, I just have to worry about any that's been adapted into a TV show anymore. So, uh...
3: <laughs> unless your name is Flash, everything got canceled.
0: Well, pretty much. Right? Yeah. Well, Superman, Superman Lois is still a thing. Yeah. yeah, still
3: going.
0: Yeah, but Star Girl that that Maybe. existing still. Those the Star Girls just not aired its third season yet. I mean that may yeah. get cancelled still. It's just yeah, you yeah. Know, we just don't know.
1: I did actually um, <clears throat> sorry, I saw, uh, part of the reason behind the scenes might actually be a lot less to do with the Warner reshuffling that that we mm-hmm. thought, and just the uh, the leases on the soundstage for those shows are up. And, <laughs> uh, with more and more things going to Vancouver. They're charging more to renew them, right. so it might be simply, well, we don't want to pay to, you know, for a long-term lease on these shows that we might only have for another two or three years.
3: Right, no, that makes sense.
0: That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So uh,
1: on right. the on the flip side, uh, that that that's mainly uh, Batwoman and Legends Tomorrow. I think it yeah. applies less to Naomi, which is only like one season in, but maybe yeah. some of those. Newer shows. I, but
0: actually, that doesn't even make that much sense to me because if they're going to shoot, because they, they would just shoot another show there that they start the following year, I assume. I have no I'm, idea.
3: I'm just saying that, you know, uh, Daily Place isn't being used for a lot right now. They they could film stuff there.
0: This is a pretty shoehorned wrestling reference, Matt, to be honest. I, I don't know what you're going to I'm getting just at. saying,
3: I'm talking about the Warner merger. I'm just saying, they're not using Daily Place to shoot, they could shoot <laughs> stuff there. They've had stadium stampedes there. I'm sure they get the legends running around if they yeah, want to, but
0: they don't turn it into like a different, like, they don't turn it into a spaceship, Matt. It's, it's not a, a soundstage.
3: What if the spaceship looked like a stadium? That's <laughs> all I'm saying. You know, these conversations have happened in boardrooms.
0: I don't think they have. I think this I is think your demented have. mind and no one else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Matt's <laughs> uh, just a radical out-the-box thinker. Sometimes. Out-the-box? The, the, the
0: box has been like broken down into a flat pack and is laid smoothly on the ground and he's like dancing on top of it like a... Uh, some sort of a mime.
3: Uh, the box is in the garbage
1: can, ready to be recycled. Do mimes dance? <laughs> yeah. That would if he was a mime. I mean, I feel like all movements mimes make is a form of dancing. It might just be me. There's a difference between mimes acting out what they're doing and yeah. dancing. I don't much. I don't trust mimes. Why would anyone trust mimes? It's interpretive yeah. dance.
3: Yeah.
1: Simon, if anything, really, isn't no, it?
3: No one pulls that much rope to have nothing at the other end of it. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> might <laughs> get into the philosophy of uh, mime. Yeah performances that
3: the, the only people i trust less than mimes are the people that stand still and act like a human statue i don't like them either
0: mm. pardon me um what are you rating the army 8.5 um i'll just go straight but yeah it's very it's very good i think the uh mm-hmm. See you know, I I was worried at the season, but three issues in now, uh it's been up to kind of the standard I expected from the first season, so so good stuff. I do wonder if the possibility of future seasons is kind of like diminished now because the TV shows fell through and there's less of a reason to try and keep promoting it as a thing. Yeah. Cause I I don't necessarily think it is like this big seller necessarily. Even with Bendis' name attached, I don't... It's the sort
1: of thing where I can see that maybe they had a deal with Bendis where he gets to do X amount of Mm. these minis if they give Mm -hmm. it... if he does X amount of other books. But with his other books not selling as hot, maybe that leverage is gone. Very possibly.
3: (sighs) Or maybe we'll just get these in the you know, young adult style where they come out as a Uh, trade. Maybe.
0: Mm -hmm. Would be a terrible idea. There you go. That is Naomi season two, issue
2: three. All right, it's
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> I've spared no expense, Matt. <laughs> there it is. Because uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about Jurassic League issue one. One uh, Gadian and Daniel Warren Johnson writing, with Gadian also uh, doing the art. So that is the, the team on this. This is. A book, an Elseworld, where the Justice League are dinosaurs. And this seems to be the story of how they're going to come together, because they're, they're kind of separate here. We get a, f- a few of them. Justice League
1: origin. Yeah. i going to put this out there. Mm-hmm. There's a better Justice League origin story than the new 52 one. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I'm going to put this out there. This might be the best first issue of a Justice League book in like a decade.
3: Well, it's also because they're dinosaurs, Connor. Yeah, that yeah.
1: Does um, help, but
0: it's fun. It. Hold on, what was Scott Snyder's first Justice League issue? I'm trying to remember. Was, uh, it, was that with the Megazord? If that was the Megazord issue, but it's not. No, that was Metal That was Metal. That was Metal. Okay. Okay. You may, you may be right then, but I'm not gonna.
3: Um. Take this with the that I say this about things that I love. <laughs> this is dumb, and I love it. I, it I don't, the, don't think movies? this is.
1: This is the Kong Skull Island of of DC Comics.
2: Yes.
0: Uh, Some of this is... uh, I mean, I enjoyed reading it. Just just I'll put that on the record before I say any of this. Right? Some of the things that it does here with names uh, is silly in a fun way. And there's one or two that I think are just silly in a stupid way that don't work. Uh, Yeah. uh, uh, Was it Growl Thumb City? I thought was stupid (laughs) and just didn't work. Love it. However, Black Mantisaurus. Is uh, the best one by far. I enjoyed that quite Um, a bit. So
3: The the Metroprolis. Um, Uh that one's
0: pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. So some of the names and stuff like they were uh, irritating. Like I'm not going. Yeah, to...
3: like I know there might be. I don't understand. They're going with the Amazons by calling them the Dons oh. when they're not Tyrannodons. They're not Hadrosaurs. There's no. There's no. Uh, I don't get it. Maybe maybe it'll I, be I, revealed. I was
1: under the impression. When they said that they they meant all dinosaurs rather than them specifically,
3: mm, okay but I, I thought they were referring to her as the you know
0: oh also
1: Brontosaurus. I, I like that <laughs> that's a good one that's that a good one um, I, honestly I like super soul I know it's simple, but
3: yeah it's it's super or super it's simple and it works um it, yeah there there's a lot going on there i the the Allosaurus Batman German Suplex the Joker Dinosaur and and I just Joker's art Joker's art Joker's
0: art yes so yeah
3: Yeah. this book again this book is dumb and I love it Um, that said there's a lot of weird things going on and I just need to see how they play out
1: I I love pretty much everything this has one of the best uses of sound effects in any comic I've read in years and it's um, it's when a bat saw is that what it's called? Oh, are we just uh-huh. going with bat saw? Uh, he throws the batarang, and it, it's as it's spinning, it, the spinning effect that you usually get, like mm-hmm. the speed lines that do that, is the sound effect. So it just says yeah. like flap 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 over uh-huh. and over as that. I think that's
0: also just fantastic. The batarang is made out of rock because we're in dinosaur yep. period, which mm-hmm. I thought was funny. And he's found a little robin. It's very fun stones, I suppose. As, as yep. what I'd say uh yeah i mean like the first page is whatever right it's, it's just doing the like the egg lands like it's you know the it's a superman origin yeah uh and it is cave people who are raised super super sore so that's the thing
3: uh again actual scientific problem that uh dinosaur is a man
2: uh
0: <laughs> you're know, complaining about scientific
3: accuracy and yeah, book i'm just saying
1: i'm just gonna say it's not the flintstones so i got i got real uh Jungle Book vibes. Yeah. From this. I mean, Man is Mowgli look, in, in the series.
0: Normally I would complain that the Joker's the one who killed Batman's parents, but I was going to let it go in this one because it didn't really seem like a big deal in the grand scheme of things. And you're sitting I here complaining really? that humans yep. and dinosaurs exist at the same time? Yeah, because it's a, I, in our current
3: climate
1: where people deny
3: science, I want to put it out okay, there. Okay,
1: but on that same level, half of these dinosaur species didn't exist at the same time.
3: Right. And that's which is a problem with even,
0: I mean, I suppose that a problem with Jurassic Park in the sense that they bring them all back anyway, so whatever. But fun fact, we live
3: closer to Tyrannosaurus (laughs) than Tyrannosaurus lived to Stegosaurus, they never encountered
1: so, (laughs) yeah, that's like one of those ones where Cleopatra is closer to us than to the building of the pyramids,
3: right? So. I love we're out there with, with things that, you know, because people, I don't trust them when it comes to science anymore, right? And I know this is a comic book.
1: It's a very and, and, stupid comic book that we can just switch our brains off and have fun right. with, please.
3: But I had to put it there about the humans. And I did the same thing with, with Marvel mm. 1 billion when,
1: when Jason Aaron threw in humans. How there. dare you? Right. So Actually, that's more egregious because at least that's like yeah. pretending to be the history. Yes. Of the MCU whereas not at all. Whereas this is just screw it, we're telling a stupid story of an alternate world.
3: Yeah. Also the the, the dinosaurs talking are anthropomorphic. So that's also
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of Theodore X going on in here.
3: Yes.
2: (laughs) Uh,
0: Congratulations, people at home, if you got that reference. Uh. Um yeah, the first two-page spread of uh, bat just sort of leaping, uh, mm-hmm. the 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 you know the the, the head in particular, the snout uh, mm-hmm. is you know it gave me like proper old like Saturday morning cartoons kind of vibe to it, which I mm-hmm. kind of dig. Yeah, he's also doing the Dark Knight Returns kind of pose. Is oh, oh kinda, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's hunting down the killer. Turns out, I mean, no surprise. It's a, it's a Joker. It's, you know. <laughs>
3: And he, he arranged the human bodies into a tree form, mm-hmm. which is super ghastly. So you got to know that, you know, the Joker's ain't playing around. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. And,
3: and it's probably a form of Dilophosaurus, by the way, that he spits acid instead of, which I also love because, you know, d- the Joker.
1: It's a nice uh, s- spin on the, the poison flower, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I, I like that, Um, you know.
1: So uh, he has
0: to be, he burns the tree. He's got mm. this new little cave kid who's just lost his parents, so now he's less his Robin. So <laughs> he yells at him to go away. Yeah. Uh, uh, we yeah. cut to Black Mantisaurus attacking some villagers, and yep. out comes... Did the Aquasaurus get a name? I don't believe <laughs> yeah. so. No. I,
1: I, I know his dolphin's called Matilda. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed that. Yeah, and of course he's kind of seahorse-looking
0: uh, aqua. Yeah, (laughs) like I don't know what you call him anyway. Uh, so he he faced Black Manosaurus a bit. Uh, but basically, the the main cusp here is that when we go to Themascara and we get uh (laughs) Triceratops Diana, uh, like she's basically been having dreams of the Justice League without Mm -hmm. her so much, but we see we get a glimpse. So we've not been introduced to Green Lantern or Flash uh,
1: Dinos yet. They're in there, they're coming, yeah, they're in there,
3: yeah. So I, I I do like that each of them are different, right? Like, I don't know what the Aqua source is, and he doesn't get a name. I thought, I thought maybe he did, um, but yeah. And it looks like the Green Lantern one is a is a Hadrosaur. I can't tell what the Flash is, but it looks something that's.
1: They've sleek. definitely just made it a, a Velociraptor, haven't they? Probably. Um, uh, you you would.
0: Yeah, could yeah. right. I mean, it, he's it's, it's completely red. But you know, so, you know, yeah. or. Uh, whatever we're calling the dino version also, it's, of Also, it's
3: I do love that it's the you know, the Tracerotops, but it's Shri um, Yes, I love
0: that too. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, they've got like a, an Aries dino skeleton sort mm-hmm. of like strung up under underground, right? Which they've been guarding. It's like, hey, yeah, you can go to the world, uh, Diana. Uh, and she becomes Wonder Dawn, <laughs> yep. uh, which is a hell of a page as well. She flies off on a pterodactyl uh, to go. Unfortunately, and interact- not well. invisible. No,
3: no. Uh, I was, I was like, how are they going to make it invisible? Uh, but none of that. Uh, also, can we talk about that? The thing? chosen weapons of the Triceratops is are bones of other dinosaurs. Um, that's metal as hell. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yes, I mean, it kind
0: of is. So that that way we go to the Supersaur. He's helping build his like he's building houses, but they all look
1: like fortress of Solitudes but they are logs, which yeah. I thought I was, was pretty say, funny. I really like that touch. Though, yeah, uh, yeah, that, that, that crisscrossy fortress triangle style. Yeah. So there, he's, he's more powerful than Tyrannosaurus. I love that.
0: Yeah, but yeah, uh, I mean, they, they hear a big boom. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Supersaur rushes off, and the cliffhire page is Giganta and Brontosaurus. Uh, or there to cause chaos and havoc, and that's your eyes. so there's not really a lot of plot in this issue. It is mainly just no. here's this introduced like three or four characters and <laughs> their, their environments, uh. and this all laugh at their dinosaur names
1: and all so All I'm on. saying uh. is, I need a season two of this book already, <laughs> I, I need it yeah. greenlit right away, please. Yeah. DC,
3: so I also love that how they play Super Sora, that he lives amongst the humans, even though he's not one, right? With mm-hmm. like the whole so he, he can't blend in very... though.
1: It's very Jungle Book. It's very Mowgli.
3: Yeah, so I, I do like that they kept that spirit of the Superman character that even though he's different, you can tell he's different, he's still more at home with he's the one humans. Of them still, yeah. yeah, and I, I like that. Um what not like the longer neck considering he's a brontosaurus, but, you know, when you have the, the Joker one taking on a bunch of different aspects of different dinosaurs, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah just let like it slide. Yeah, so...
0: And deep down, Matt's still like, but humans are with
1: dinosaurs, and that's not right. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Matt, this is this is your cross to bear. It is.
3: I mean, they could have made them proto-humans at least, or or lemurs, like in Disney's dinosaur. You know, hmm. i was saying, like <laughs> mammals of some kind. Also, them not making uh, the 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 Aquasaurus, the, you know an aqua dinosaur. Feels like a mist, you know, Parasophilus or a Baryonyx.
1: I don't know, but isn't that kind of the whole point, that he's not with of that he's not really one of them in a lot of ways? He's, I mean, he's at so least easy. half And
3: I just would have liked to see an aquatic type. Mm. You know. Maybe we're an amphibious dinosaur of some kind. Sarcosuchus, like a giant crocodile. I don't know. He's really like
1: amphibian head. Yeah, he does.
3: So we'll we'll find out. But yeah, um, I feel like that each of the the ones are, you know, I was hoping that they were going to kind of keep it that, you know, the Batman or the Batsaur, he's an Allosaurus, which is, you know, a carnivore. And that, you know, he would be the only carnivore on this Dinosaur Justice League being that, you know, he's kind of like I was like the thing how they describe Batman. He's a, a villain that or he's a hero that fights the villains on, you know, their own terms. Right, he's very kind of villain. So you tendencies. feel like him
1: being closer to the more villainous dinosaur.
3: right? Okay, okay. But it. right, then you see the Aquasaurus is, you know has teeth, and then clearly that's a raptor as the Flash. So they're not going with that track. But it would have been cool to to keep that going. But the fact that that's what you know Superman is like, not a Tyrannosaurus, he's a Brontosaurus or or Brachiosaur. Brontosaurus didn't exist. All
0: right, we get it. you're a dinosaur nerd, Matt. we we we've you know we've sussed that out. I just the
3: <laughs> dinosaurs. Who doesn't Dinosaurs are cool. And then I'm finding out they're, built, they're finding new dinosaurs every every year. My dad told me not to be a, 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 a paleontologist because they'd be all dug up by the time I'm done with school. <laughs> he didn't know anything. He doesn't want to pay for paleontology school. I feel like it's <laughs> expensive to, to train you to go dig at the dirt, which I would do for free.
0: <laughs> <sighs> uh...
1: What, what,
3: uh... Tell you what, if I was a paleontologist, I would not be on the show right now, so y'all should be thanking my dad.
1: Or or you would be, and you'd be giving us even more dinosaur nonsense than you are I, right no, now.
0: It, it would be I the, would be insufferable. It would be the exact same, there'd, just be a, there'd be a couple of dinosaur skulls behind them in the background, that would be the only
1: difference.
3: <laughs> now Yeah, I want... Oh man! <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's he's gonna get one. He's gonna put a little bat cowl on one of them as well. Uh, yeah. I wasn't going to, but now I feel
3: like I have to. <laughs> Especially the Allosaurus cause it has the little. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, and they are really good. This is the thing about the book. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It it really fits the tone of the book because it does feel like a pulpy, you know, almost like the the heavy metal. It's, so got, it's
0: got a lot more detail than I think I would... Like, yeah? When I think of pulpy art, I don't necessarily think as detailed as this. This has got a very no. kind of... You know, this is this is not flat shapes and objects. This is... There's a lot of... You know, they're not afraid to draw, draw some bumps and some stockiness to the
1: characters. And... Yeah. There's a lot of really strong, thick lines that make it feel really defined and give it that yeah. much yeah. pulpy feel. But and I'll then I'll really just... bold colours. Like I said, it feels like an old-school
0: Saturday morning cartoon to me. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm watching... Yeah.
3: Uh the um you feel the heft of each of the characters. Yeah,
0: yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. that's really good stuff. All
1: right, Matt, what are you giving Jurassic League?
3: 8.5. Damn it.
1: Connor? Yeah, this is stupid high but I have literally nothing bad to say about it. Because I I love everything it does, but so I'm gonna give it a nine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> go up to the ten because it doesn't have that extra just that extra quality that that you know that that you that you can't really define, but I, I did love everything it
0: did. Yeah, I was going to go straight A. I really liked it. <laughs> really liked it. I'm actually... Because uh, part of me was great at this thinking, this is a really funny concept, but mm-hmm. I'm half expecting this to just be kind of mediocre and then Matt to be really disappointed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it actually ended up being really fun. And All I'm saying yeah. is this put a lot of pressure on the mecha. Just to oh,
0: see. yeah. I, yeah, that, that mecha book now has got a lot to live up to. Yeah. So, we'll
1: I wasn't
3: excited for that one because it was not dinosaurs, but I can tell you what's not in that book, and that's dinosaurs living with humans.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> how do you know, Matt? You've not read it yet. True, <laughs> uh, maybe, was... maybe it's set in the same continuity as this, and that's, yeah. that's the future of this world. And this, this is the Revealed original mechs. Justice League that that's the mechs that, that are replicating, right.
0: right? All right, there you go. That's Jurassic League issue one, uh, the Sandman Universe Nightmare Country issue two. Carter read
1: this one. I did. Uh, Tan Forth, Brighton, uh, Lissandro Atherin, and Andrea Sorrentino on art, which was a surprise. Uh, Sorrentino doing the, the nightmare sequence.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, say nightmares, it's just in the dreaming, but they, yeah. they were describing them as nightmare sequences, which, but it was a surprise. I wasn't expecting it because this was solicited as Christian Ward, uh, who I also like and was looking forward to, but I'm never going to be disappointed by Four pages of Sorrentino art in the middle of my comic—that's like always a plus. Um, but Yeah, no, this this issue it picks up with the Corinthian going to see Flynn, kind of you know looking at you know her, her paintings and of the, the smiling man and questioning and trying to learn who this is because it it becomes clear that the Corinthian is not the smiling man, um, despite the very similar shared features with the, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the, the the teeth eyes for example mm-hmm. um, so you know they they have a they have a conversation you know they, they go out for they go out for a meal and then they sit down and, and he just at first she's just bugging him like do, do, do the eyes work can you see out of them he's like yeah She's like but how he's like because they're eyes like, but, but they're mouths like, yeah but they're my eyes so I see out of them so I just just don't don't question it so much it's dream logic uh, if, it, if it, she goes along with it, and um, she's he's realizing that okay, you know, he she sees this smiling man not necessarily when she's dreaming, but also when you know when she's awake, like you know, uh, she mentioned you know walking down a, a hallway or in the subway or you know in an empty street at night, and that other people have seen him as well. Uh, but the the meeting is interrupted because uh, Lucian shows up uh, from the dream and, and grabs the Corinthian. And is like, right, come on, back we go. And this is where we we cut into the, the dreaming section of like, come on, you know you know you're not allowed out there, uh, but there's a there's a little sequence about the library and and Lucien is the, the librarian, so this makes okay. sense here.
3: So I was going to um, ask you who
1: who he's the librarian in the dreaming. He he's, he's he's kind of a recurring Sandman character. Gotcha. Um, it's a sort of thing where in this book you wouldn't you wouldn't be questioning it too much it, it kind of works in context but there's a recurring character uh but uh you know the, the library is every in this you know this particular library it's every book that's never written so you know they're describing all the all the books that are oh, you think about maybe I'll write that you know the, the you know well, you know you have an idea for a story but you never get around to making uh they're all in this library and and they're not fully formed they kind of are just those Ideas and feelings that are kind of then transcribed onto the pages here, uh, but in it he finds um, other books. He gets listening to some cross referencing, and it is like uh, books about the Smiling Man by people who have never been visited by the Corinthian, or who couldn't have heard of the, who hadn't heard of the Corinthian, but from, from someone else. So it was definitely like, okay, there's no way they could have been dreaming about him. So. This smiling man is something else, and they found like, I think fourteen of these, and most of uh, how most of them have died pretty horrifically in the last six weeks, uh, which was obviously we saw some of uh, teased at the end of the uh, the last issue with those uh, two two figures, the uh, like the doll face kind of guy and the big lurch guy, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's, that's kind of basically the end of this issue is is flinging home and. Uh, all her paintings in her apartment are on fire. And I just like think? To put
0: it out. there's an entire wing in this library devoted to Matt. And I'm just imagining a big section of just books about bears, books about dinosaurs, books about dinosaurs, books about axes, books about ice hockey. And then, of course, there's going to be some crossover sections where bears with axes, dinosaurs with bears, dinosaurs on
1: ice. <laughs> Yeah, bears on ice. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, like, like Flynn here has like a whole shelf of books just about the smiling man. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's definitely wait that definitely has a wing in there.
3: Have, have you guys not seen the video of the bears playing hockey? <laughs> I'm
1: not, I'm yeah. not making it up.
3: Do you all I, yourself a favor. Uh, Google I, bears playing hockey, and it uh, is fantastic. I'm
1: going to as soon as we finish this. Yeah, because that sounds amazing. I yeah, just say, you just, don't just, want
3: to drop the gloves with the, with the bear, right? <laughs> just, <laughs> you will lose. Yeah, Just take the penalty, Yeah.
1: All right. yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah, just the end yeah, of this I... issue is the, them, the, the two showing up in her apartment and being like, yeah, we'd like to have a word. And the word is run. Uh, and they're just standing there ominously and it's very creepy while her apartment is kind of burning around all the paintings specifically. But it, it has the effect of looking like the apartment's on fire. And maybe it'll spread, I don't know. Mm. but very strong issue
3: yeah I'm going to have to go pick this up because I really enjoyed the first, didn't realise this one was out
1: yeah so. uh, it was It was a super quick read as well because it is basically uh, the two, two, three sections you've got the, the first section which is Corinthian and Flynn you've mm-hmm. got Lucian and Corinthian and then you've just got this little kind of few pages with, with Flynn at the end um, and but it's got such great atmosphere you know uh, art's fantastic from from both artists. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what what the rest of this book and kind of where it goes. And I I really like the way that the dreaming sequences from Sorrentino they kind of like, they they play in. Like, well, this one Sorrentino last time you know, it, last time it was the uh, the story about that guy in the cabin seeing the Corinthian. Uh, this time, uh, Sorrentino he he did his stuff. Is, uh drawing. Uh, one of the stories from from one of the books uh, uh, of what the Corinthian did, or like a different version of the Corinthian, because that is something that's in Sandman history. You know, it was when Dream captured the Corinthian, he basically destroyed him and then remade him as he was supposed to be. So he's slightly less evil and more just doing his job again. Uh, uh, and
3: so I've never read any of these, but it just seems like what well, we know about Tynan and the idea that nightmares aren't dad there's a the part of life and yep. it feels like that's the corinthian in this form
1: yes the corinthian as yeah. it's supposed to be here is definitely something that is healthy uh, yeah. I guess he's not mm-hmm. sinister he's he's not sinister or evil uh, in the same way that he, he was when he was first introduced he kind of right. gone rogue when he was first introduced right uh, but this version of him is more just no this he's supposed to be like people have nightmares this is kind of the boogeyman that haunts your nightmares but right. that's not in. You know, he's he's doing. He's job. doing
3: his job, right? Kind
1: of, kind of wreck it, Ralph. Maybe if you want to go. Right. That's kind of that's what
3: I'm it's saying. Like... He's kind of like a chaotic neutral, right? Yeah. Like yeah. yeah he well, plays by his rules, but
1: he's not. You know, he's not aligned. A, we would see him as a bad thing, right? Because we would be scared of him. But right. that is something that you know, we we need nightmares to balance out the dreams. Is kind of the idea, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The, the, the stuff it's, it's really interesting. I, I realize the way these nightmare sequences are tying in with the themes of the each issue and uh, <laughs> they continue with all the stellar guest artists. Yeah? But, yeah, no, it's a. You, you had me like, at Sorrentino. Like I yeah, heard Sor- like,
3: Sorrentino doing this.
1: Like I say, it's only like four pages, but I think it was the same last Still. Time. But it, it's, it works as these interludes because they are like so different. Uh, and Sorrentino brings his crazy layouts. Uh, there's a double page spread from him with. Like it's like an open book with like all these fragments of the story popping out of this book. and Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, I give this shot at like, 8.5. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, cool.
1: Um, that'll take us
0: out of the part of the show where we pick our favourite stuff of the week, favourite panel slash moment, favourite cover, favourite art, and rank the top five books. Uh, and I read exactly five, so... Mm-hmm. Don't have to do too much to, like, thinking there, but uh, <laughs> we'll start with panel slash moment. Matt, what do you have? Um so there's, there's a, like, As for moments,
3: um can talking to Bruce about Alfred. It's pre- pretty good.. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of that urban legend story of uh, of Ace the Bathound with Mark, uh, Mark Russell has a lot of them. But it's me, and I'm going to be self-parody. So it, it's going to be the 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 bat source, Truman <laughs> suplexing. The joker's hard
0: i did laugh at the german suplex yes, it, that, yes. that 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 popped me i have to admit he,
3: he took him to suplex city um but yeah just come on a, literally could have been 14 other things from that from from jurassic league too but that's the one that sticks out the most
1: yeah um connor uh yeah also from jurassic league uh i'm gonna go with the the batarang being thrown with the
0: sound effects—I just, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I, uh, borderline controversial given what it's right next to, but I actually I'm going to go with Superman and go with uh, him talking to Bendix through, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the fire guy It'd be like, mm-hmm. "No, I know it's you that's in there, and I know you can hear me." Uh, that that was a sort of powerful character moment, I thought. So, uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to go with that. Uh, all right, cover of the week. Um... I actually had a fairly easy choice. Uh I'm going with uh, one of the Batgirl's variants. I'm going with the Audrey Mock cover. Uh which is is uh cast on top of a bus, but the colours uh, are just beautiful. It's the AAPI one, yeah. Yeah. Uh it's just beautiful colours. It's got you got the per the, the, the pinks and the yellows kind of contrasting. Uh it's I like really the fight nice. going on in the in the reflection. Yeah, yeah. So
1: it's just neat stuff. Um really, really good. So uh car. Yeah, it comes down to either that or just the Jurassic League main cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I am going to go with the Batgirl one. Batgirls one. I think it has just that extra little flair to it. But yeah, very good. I mean, the, the Nightmare Country regular cover as well is, is pretty good. Yeah. Right, Matt? Uh,
3: so the Jurassic League one's pretty good too. Uh, I was looking around. Uh, there's a Dan Mora Superman Zonkalo variant. It's got Lex and Mercy uh, with with John, uh, and it just looks great. That's gonna be mine.
1: Okay. I don't think I saw that one. It. It's it's a solid cover, but I think it lacks flair. It's it's very well drawn. As as yeah, I like the composition
3: of it because it it feels menacing, you know. And judging from where that book's going, it feels like the worst is yet to come.
0: Oh, sure. (laughs) Um, All right, so Art of the Week then, Connor, what you got?
1: Ooh. um, Do it. (laughs) uh, it, It's a real toss-up between Jurassic League and Sandman Universe, if I'm honest. Um, I might edge it to Sandman Universe, like the uh, Nightmare Country. I think, oh, it's, yeah, just about. I think the Saren's very, very good and would have been in contention Alone, mm-hmm. and then I think Sorrentino's pages just push it over the edge from it, yeah, just about. Matt's just do it, uh, Matt. What's yours?
3: Um, well, I figured Connor would at least have Jurassic League, uh, and because I was gonna go with Naomi, because we all know, mm-hmm. but Jurassic League needs to be represented, and I'm gonna be <laughs> the one that does it, so
0: yeah. So, I am going to go with Naomi. So, you, there, like, you there you go. Vice choice all around. Uh, My dogs right. are even
3: upset by that.
0: Uh, yeah. Alright, top five books of the week then, Matt. Take us away. Uh,
3: one, drastically. Two, uh, Naomi. Three, Urban Legends. Four, Superman. Son of kal Five, Wonder Woman.
1: Alright, Carr. Yeah, Jurassic League, then Nightmare Country, uh, like, easily. And then they are kind of head and shoulders above Superman and then Wonder Woman, which were both not bad issues by any means. But there was was a big chasm between those two, which were, like, all right to good, between the other two, which I thought were, you know, great to fantastic.
0: Yeah, my number one is is probably Jurassic League. Number two would be superman three naomi four bat girls and five wonder Woman. wonder Woman, of course just having that first mm-hmm. half that just kind of stopped it from yeah. be, or be, or be, or being a full issue for me if that makes sense but mm-hmm. uh so there you go uh that is that i will tell you what's coming next week from dc comics so a uh, very similar size week when i had a glance earlier we got the flash 782 we have Batman Superman World's Finest, Issue 3, Batman The Night, Issue 5, Catwoman 43, Nightwing 92, Shadow Warzone, Issue 1, uh, Fables, Issue 151, uh, Wonder Woman Evolution, Issue 7, Earth Prime 4, Stargirl, and Looney Tunes 266 uh, to round out the week. It's, been, it's been quite a week overall for publishing, but in terms of how many we talk about, it's about the same as this week, so... Yeah. Uh, who
1: is this
3: on the cover of Fables?
1: That is your not Robin Hood. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we we did talk about this when we saw the cover in the the solicits, and you were very intrigued.
3: Yeah. yeah. Who is this? Yeah. Uh, also,
1: it's a little bit of a shame none of us are reading Catwoman just because that cover that won't cover. be in in a in contention next week because that cover yeah. is fantastic. But
3: it's very seventies.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. that's all right. I like it. I love that. It's such a good cover. It went not one for me. So, if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> it's because you've got no taste. It's fine. I got plenty of taste.
3: Are the cats wearing skates? I'm not going
1: I don't think so. I'm not looking at it right now. So that's, they they, they should know. be. They're not.
0: I, I closed it already. They're not. Dang it. Selena wouldn't be cruel to the cats like that. That would be cruel. Uh,
3: I, think, I don't think it would be cruel. It would be hilarious. All
0: oh, four legs going in different directions. The, tiny. Ca- the cat won't see it that way. I'm, I'm willing to bet you. Uh, so, there you go. That's what's coming next week. I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month. So, that oh, stupid face. way. there we go. <laughs> uh, thank Sorry. you very much to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Sharp, Boardnow, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Tresman, and Alison M. Four Dice. That is our Patreon producers for the month. You can support us over at patreoncom TV. For as little as a dollar per month. The producer tier is obviously one of the higher ones. The $5 tier is also worth mentioning because that's the one where you get early access to the show. You get it whenever it's ready on the Saturday night uh, rather than the Sunday. So you get get it a little bit early. If nothing else, it'll be there for you when you wake up on the Sunday morning. uh, Early access. So go and have a look and see if you want to support the show and all the content and keep it it going with that. Uh, You can also get us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast where you can share us around uh, using that as well. So... Uh yeah, do do any and all of those things. They're all very helpful and useful. Thank you kindly. And I guess that pretty much wraps up the sh- the show. Mm-hmm. I don't I, think so. I don't have a final thing, even though I feel like I should. I like I might make fun of Connor one last time, but uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I I can't quite uh... you can do it. Go for it.
0: <laughs> I know it's hard to do it on the spot. I like, can I need like you know a, a lead down of some kind, like. A subject or course says something
1: that's easy to. Really, he just pull out some ginger insult usually. Ah, you know. What if he
3: went super personal?
1: You think he hasn't done that already? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like what? I don't. I don't
2: know. <laughs>
0: but... Yeah, so there you go. Uh I guess that wraps up the this, this show as episodes. 305. Uh, what an epic journey it was as mat dogs mat's dogs are there to ring no. us out.
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, so now I'm just thinking of cat dog. Yeah, uh,
3: bark and a squeak or bark in
1: a Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I
3: don't remember those the words. I didn't watch that show. Uh, like Connor did.
0: I think I saw a, a, a couple of times. I wasn't a big uh, avid watcher. That, that's I just remember my
3: dad asking my younger time. brother. How how do they use the bathroom?
1: Ah, he great difficulty.
3: And my, my brother goes, they don't. He was like, six. It was great. The, the, uh, it's like that Grant Morrison uh, quote where kids don't question things, they just know. Right? And you yeah. don't have to explain why the crab's talking Little Mermaid. Kids are just like, oh, cool, a talking crab.
0: Uh, I don't know, it sounds yeah. very similar to your question but why are the humans and the dinosaurs together? I just going to say that. Well. <laughs> Grant Morrison would be disappointed in you, Matt.
3: <laughs> I feel the camera's been disappointed me, but for far greater things than that
0: uh. <laughs> alright that's the show everyone thank you very much for joining us hopefully you had a good time and we will see you next week for episode 306 so thank you once again keep reading DC Comics and remember to never get lost in the Speech Force